Yahoo fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And we're at episode 149. One, four, nine. One day, I shall come back. Oh dear, we are in trouble, aren't we? I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. I have the advantage of being slightly ahead of you. Sometimes behind you, but normally ahead of you. But the trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. A meteor storm that the sky above us was dancing with lights. Purple, green, brilliant yellow, yes! I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. It's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Just remember who's standing in your way. Look at the eyebrows. These are attack eyebrows. You can take bottle tops off with these. Howdy-do-who, fans. Hope you've all had a cracking week. And you've managed to do something who-related. I assume that you've all managed to do something TV Who related. Mm. There was quite an important big episode on. Yeah. On Saturday. Well, kind of important. Kind Pretty of big. big. Yeah. Pretty big. Yeah. <sighs> Series 10 is gone. Where's that gone? Uh, I don't know. Isn't that strange? It's crazy to think. It's, it's one of those... Uh, it's one of the necessary evils of Doctor Who because in between the series it seems to last forever mm. between you know a new series coming out but then while it's on it just flies by before yeah. you know it it's gone and then you've got another I don't know when's the next one it's going to be Crimbo isn't it so we've got six Crimbo. months worth another <clears throat> yeah. half a year wait very selfish as Who fans aren't we <laughs> yeah imagine being a Sherlock fan you have to wait about three years in between <laughs> each series <laughs> Because <clears throat> oh. of the moth, the mothball, the mothball. Too much Take on his it plate. Time. Yeah, spinning too many plates, too many fingers, <laughs> too many pies. Well, yeah, well, probably not too many fingers, but yeah, finger. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his, <laughs> he's got his calloused fingers. <laughs> too many pies. Yeah, I bet he's looking forward to a nice break, isn't he? I would imagine he's loving life at the minute. I oh, yeah, I'm just thinking they are. So he's, yeah, in, I suppose in a way he's kind of finished because he's obviously finished writing the Christmas special because they're filming it now, aren't they? Now, yeah. Right this minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, well, not that his job is done because he'll still be overseeing everything, but he's written his last script for Doctor Who for, for a while. So, yeah, he must be feeling a little bit of uh, relief, I should think. Yeah, I'd imagine once the, once the Christmas special has been filmed and done mm. and he hasn't got to do any rewrites or any adjustments or anything, he's... Yeah, it's been almost the world has been lifted off of his shoulders almost, and mm. he can just kick back with a with a couple of mojitos and <laughs> and and do his thing. But yeah, crikey, he's had a yeah. We'll come on to it a bit later, but he's had a long old run, moth. He has had a long run, yeah, yeah. So, and the people are people are very keen to get chibbers in, aren't they? A lot of people. It's it's, it's always this thing when you get a showrunner. As soon as the new, because it'll happen with chibbers, I'm sure. As soon as chibber starts, people will be saying, "Oh, time for him to go." When when who's the next guy? You know yeah. what I mean? We always, yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on chibbers, and I, 
from what I reckon he's going to give us a very different Doctor Who. And I just get this feeling that after the first series, people will be saying, right, who's next? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't get much chance to... It's the same with the the person who plays the Doctor, though. As soon as they're yeah, announced true, yeah. and they start their first couple of episodes, they get start getting quizzed, like, how long are you going to be the Doctor for when you're leaving? <laughs> right, yeah. And all that. It's a bit of a... And the companions, isn't it? I think because we're so used to regeneration with the show. Mm. So used to cycling around different actors and and writers and so on. We just expect it now. It's like, surely this must be planned. You know, how many series are you going to do? Two, three? You're going to do an Eccleston? You're going to stick around for one? Bugger off? Yeah. So, uh, it must be difficult, especially for the showrunner and, and the person playing the Doctor. It must be very difficult. I, I get the feeling we're going to get an announcement very soon uh, for the new Doctor. I don't think they can possibly keep it under wraps for much longer. Because no. as I say, they are filming now. And um, one of the things that me and you have experienced and been talking about um, a, a, a fair bit lately on Twitter is um, is all this spoiler pictures that keep getting bl- oh. plastered everywhere of the filming. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's almost becoming impossible now to keep anything under wraps. Uh, as Stephen Moffat himself even said at the... Series 10 premiere, he's like, you know, we announced the master because um, it was already about to leak. So we just thought, let's get it out there. Mm. You know, so it's becoming really, really difficult. So I'm thinking, I should think, I mean, I might be wrong. I don't know. But I think an announcement of the new Doctor is, is imminent because how long before somebody threw a bush with a long angle lens, you know, gets a snap of the new Doctor? It's, it just can't be far off. So... Yeah, no, I agree, mate. It's it's almost impossible to contain. So, I agree. Mm. I reckon in the next in the next few weeks, we're, we're going to get an announcement from the Beeb, definitely. Like you say, because if they're filming it now, uh, well, unless it unless everything is inside on a closed set, mm. it's going to be impossible to contain it. So, and you know, the Beeb they do go along with this thing where we're not going to allow it to be leaked. We would rather announce it ourselves. So. Mm you know, based on that. I think maybe as soon as they get an inkling or something that is, it's out there, maybe they just, maybe they're geared up ready for it and they just put it off as long as they can until they know yeah. that one of the papers yeah. has got hold of it or something. Maybe I don't know how it works, but um, it's funny with the whole spoiler thing because I like us a, a little bit, but not too much. So, you know, um, I'm not going to say what we've seen on Twitter, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen some majorly spoiler stuff on mm-hmm. Twitter yep. already for the for the Christmas special. I mean, we're months away from it, and we're already getting loads of stuff spoiled, and it is a shame. Um, but there's been uh, there's been little bits that I've quite liked. So I've seen a photo of something a TARDIS, but I'm not going to say any more than that. And I thought, oh, that's a cool picture, and that's rather exciting. Mm. But I don't want to see any more than that. I don't mind the odd breadcrumb, but it seems that, um, especially with Series 10, I mean, I think as much as I enjoyed Series 10, I think a lot of the jaw-dropping moments for the majority of Doctor Who fans were completely ruined. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I just, I know we've said this before, but I just keep thinking... Uh, I think back to like Utopia and stuff, how like the fandom just went ballistic at the end of Utopia. And I just think, wow, what a shame we were denied moments like that in this series, because I think it would have actually brought series 10 up even higher than it, than it actually is already. I Mm -hmm. mean, I still think it's a great series, but, but I think if we'd have had moments like the sim reveal actually managed to be kept secret, I think we'd be 
going crazy about series 10 we're oh, like, like this series man oh the how mm-hmm. they you know sim come back i never saw that coming in a million years and i think uh, i think a lot of the edge was taken off by by spoilers and uh, and announcements and stuff so yeah i really i don't know it almost makes me want to come off social media because so much of the Christmas special is already out there. And as I said, we're months away from it, so it's difficult. But it but is. then again, there's yeah. been a couple of pictures where I've been like ooing and wooing and thinking, oh my God, that's cool. You know, but I don't know, where'd you draw the line? It's really difficult, mate, because, yeah. you know, everyone's been given a voice and they do what they like with it. But yeah, uh, well, that, that is the thing, isn't there? People do do what they like with it. And they, yeah, there isn't a lot of consideration for those that don't want it ruined. But yeah, I don't know. I tried to do my bit on Twitter. I said, it's great if you're into spoilers and all that, but be considerate. Not everybody wants to be spoiled, you know, by everything. Yeah. It's really weird because um, there was a, a a bunch of people that retweeted that and then commented on it. And there was a big discussion about spoilers, which is fairly good. And then quite, you know, comically there was, um, a couple of our other followers. Um, uh, one, uh, listener springs to mind. His name's Mick. Um, I've forgotten his name, Mick something. And he was basically, nope, give me all of it. No, really. <laughs> if you've got any spoilers, send them my way. Cause I really, I'm, I love it. I love it all. So, you know, it's horses for courses, I suppose, but it, it's just a tricky thing to manage. How do you, ma- you know, if you've got, I imagine the people that are working on the show have to sign NDAs and they're not allowed to to take photos and they're not allowed to speak Mm. all that stuff. But clearly somebody does, you know, clearly somebody's snapping away and it gets sent to somebody that, that they shouldn't, or there's people like you say, with telephoto lenses and how do you contain it? You can't, it's nigh on impossible. I was going to say it must be impossible. Yeah. Funny enough, I've got a a cousin-in-law who's actually working down, uh, in Wales at the minute. And he actually messaged me the other day to say, oh God, I've just had to sign a confidentiality thing because they're filming Doctor Who here. And, and you know, in case I see the new Doctor. And I was like, really? So that's quite interesting because he's not even involved in anything to do with the production. But because his company are in the same, wherever they are, he's had to sign this thing for the BBC. And it was quite exciting for him and quite exciting for me as well. Um, but so, yeah, so they obviously are trying to do it. And I know that Apparently, and I haven't seen this interview, but apparently um, Chris Chibnall has said that it's one thing he really, really wants to clamp down on is that he's, you know, he's absolutely, you know, determined that his series will will stay as spoiler free as possible. I think um, I don't know if you've seen that interview. It seems to be doing the rounds a bit or or maybe he was quoted as saying it in a magazine or something. But apparently it's something he really wants to cut back on is the amount of sort of spoilers out there. Yeah. So he's saying mm-hmm. he's talking about closed sets and because this is the thing, if they're filming on the street, then there's, you know, there's not a lot you can do about it because <clears throat> obviously people are going to take photos and, and you know, they're, they're going to get out there. So I can understand that. So he's talking about closing off the streets if they're filming. Um, but the, the bits that do slightly annoy me, mate, um, are the when they have closed off. So, for example, a lot of these pictures that we've seen from the Christmas special already, yeah. you know, people have gone under barriers and and like i said they're hiding in the hedge to get these and that's that's <laughs> different to being somebody who lives in cardiff yeah and here's oh they're filming dot two at the road so like for example if i lived in cardiff and i'm obviously a massive dot two fan and i heard they were filming doctor who you know five minutes at the road of course i'm going to go there and take some pictures because you know they're they're there and i live there and that's absolutely fair enough but but to me it goes beyond the line when people are actually for want of a better word breaking in 
to somewhere that's clearly been closed off. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's where it's going a bit far. Uh, I guess the press, um, I'm not excusing them for doing it, but I guess you would kind of expect that, the press. But when fans are doing this stuff, I think that's a bit a bit too much, really. Because that's, that's not respecting the production team then, is it? Like, you know, if, if they're just filming on the street and the production team are all happy to let people take pictures, then fine. But when you're actually going into a set, which has been cordoned off, I think that's when you're overstepping the mark because that's that's clearly them saying we don't want you in here seeing what we're filming you know so that's where for me it oversteps the mark if you like it it does yeah yeah but then again how do you police that how do you how do you do it yeah well know? that's what i mean it comes back to the fans have got to respect what what's the filming crew want mm-hmm. you know we because as i said i'm a massive fan obviously if they were filming doctor of the road i'd be there but if they've put a big barrier up <laughs> Then I've got to say to myself, well, hmm, you know, they, I'm not going to climb over that barrier as much as I want to see and as much as it would be killing me as a fan. That's what the filming crew want. They're, they're trying to keep it secret um, for a reason yeah, so that when you watch yeah. it, you're actually sat there and you haven't seen half of it. I mean, um, we loved last week's episode, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, World Enough and Time. We loved it. Yep. But both of us said in our review, we saw so many publicity pictures. We knew so much that was already in it that we kind of pieced together the story before we'd seen it. And that's, that's it. a real shame, really, because it was a great story, you know? So, yeah. So, spoilers, yeah. Spoilers, they come to no good if you don't yeah. want to be spoiled, which is very obvious things to say, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Chibbers does. See if he manages to put his the Chibbers master plan into action. I almost reached for the rant jingle then. <laughs> wow it did get a bit heated on twitter didn't it it did, it did. Yeah. yeah you know it did get a little bit heated yeah well, actually we haven't heard the rant jingle for a while you should have you should have got it going let's, let's fire it up go on go on one old time's sake <laughs> oh it's good to hear that again the old rant we used to use that a lot when we were angry a lot a lot yeah. <laughs> when, when, when we were angry <laughs> <laughs> oh crikey so yeah that's the world we live in it is it is uh coming up on today's show now that we've waffled for a little while we're going to have a bit, a bit of a discussion about what we've been up to and some cool stuff coming up yeah. um we also need to talk about a, a slight change to our programming uh, which come on to in <laughs> not, a minute not in our dna programming <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we've got we're very light on news just a bit of um discussion around last week's uh, episode um world enough and time the ratings for that and then we got a couple of bits of merch and then we are on to our review of the doctor falls mm. and we'll do a bit of a recap on series 10 as a whole yeah uh, first up though slight change in our programming adam and i are going to have a holiday hey not hey. together not together <laughs> actually well, we should we should go to the beach together take our bucket and spade build a little tardis on the beach yeah yeah nice yeah um and uh so adam and i have done uh, well we've done uh, when's the last time we had a break we haven't i don't think <laughs> we, we haven't I've, had a break even over christmas i don't think we've had a break yeah over the last couple of years yeah even over christmas and new year when we've been even our holidays even when we've been away and stuff we've always managed to put a show out yeah. every single week so i think we've done like a hundred and thirty a hundred and 20 odd shows on the bounce pretty much yeah plus some yeah. commentaries plus some interviews and uh, so 
we thought now would be a good time just to have a couple of weeks break. Now that Series 10 is done and it falls quite nicely with that time frame that Capaldi is having a break, we should have a break. Yeah. So um, our next, sh- so we're going to have two weeks off. So this is our, um, when's when's this going out? Friday the 7th. Yeah. So yep. show, listening on Friday the 7th, we won't be here next week or the week after. Um, our next show back will be on Friday the twenty. 20- 8th of July. Oh, just before London Film Comic Con. Just before that, yeah, which is yeah, quite cool. exciting. And yeah. we're, we're going to do a slightly different show for that one, so um, uh, we were going to kick back straight in with our Doctor Who classic reviews. If um, new listeners that have joined us in the last few weeks or a series 10, um, when, when there's no new Doctor Who on the TV, what we do is we alternate each week with a classic Who episode, story, sorry, and a an episode that has been since 2005 so like modern who classic who modern classic we were going to go straight in with classic but we haven't done sort of a one-off quirky show for a while so on that one friday the 28th we're going to do um a sort of a big q a so we're going to ask you guys to send in any questions you want to ask about how we feel about anything to do with doctor who or life in general it's all good Mm. and and then we're going to do some recommendations because we do get a lot of questions fired at us on twitter and facebook saying things like i want to get into classic who can you recommend some stories or i haven't watched any of davison's era can you recommend some stuff or Mm. what's a good big finish story for that's what we get a lot x y and z so we're going to put together some some top fives or some top tens for different stuff and Mm. and uh yeah getting excited about comic-con as well so yes having a couple of weeks off break just a refresh recharge those yeah batteries yeah because we do you know not i don't mean to sound any well we do commit 100 percent to to our podcast don't we yeah so yeah. It, even to the to the point where it's like if we're going away with our families or we're going on holidays and trips we do still say right are we going to be back to do it and if not we have to move the date so that we the, the show still goes <laughs> out and um and we try and move things around. I mean, you know, our jobs and so on, even, you know, we, we cater around recording for the podcast. So mm. uh, I think we definitely need just a bit of a breather <laughs> for a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm just laughing because I was going to say, even when I was made homeless, was that last year or the year before? That was last year. Yeah. Last year. And I was recording in a car. On a, I, I'm just laughing because I still can picture myself with that microphone. You said this microphone on a wire, didn't I? Oh, the old <laughs> beat just... up thing. Yeah. A real old beat up. It was just a tiny little mic on the end of a long wire. Um, and I was sat in a car. Uh, I, it's a long story why I was homeless. So I was living uh, when I moved in with my sister for a while. And uh, yeah, even then, I still managed to record. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that mic? I need to find that mic. Oh, the old, just for old the faithful. Yeah. Yeah. It used to cut out as well, didn't it? If you move too much, it just cut out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny because you said to me, I'm going to. Yeah, we're not going to explain the circumstances here, obviously, but uh, you did say story. to me, there's going to be a few weeks where I'm not going to be at home. <laughs> I'm going to stay with my sis. That does mean that we're not going to be able to do it because she's got you know, a noisy household. Kids there's kids and, there. Yeah. It's going to be a nightmare. And I just said, well, go and sit in a car. Yeah. You can close the doors. You'll be all right. And you're like, <laughs> really? And then we did it. We just made it work. And there's been times where we're like, we're going away. And I'm like, I can't go away because we're recording a podcast. So we're going to have to move the dates. We're going to have to go over. So long story short, we're having a, an R&R. How are we not single, Gary? It's, do you <laughs> it's know what? 
it's mind boggling. Oh, you had my mind. With. <laughs> the mind boggles, mate. How we are not, how we haven't been turfed out by now. <laughs> Understanding better halves. Yeah, but we it's because we love doing it, and we do love doing it. We do. Um, talking yeah. of London Film and Comic Con, yeah, um, I reckon it's going to sell out very soon. So do I. Since we last recorded last week, they added two huge guests, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they did. So I thought it was going to stop with Alison Hannigan. I thought they were going to stop there. That was like the biggest guest they were going to have. Mm. And then they added um, Kevin Smith. Yeah, that was a surprise. <laughs> I was like, crazy. And he's doing a live podcast there as well. How oh, is he? For anyone awesome. that doesn't listen to he he does a really good podcast called Fat Man on Batman. <laughs> and it's really, really good. So he's going to do a live one of those there. So that's going to be good. But then straight away, they announced um, old uh, Cumber. Ben de Sumber Gumberbatch. Old Cumber Cumberland. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Yeah, I that, know. That was another shocker as well. That's crazy, isn't it? So I reckon basically, I mean, all the other people, I mean, when they announced guests, this was months ago. I remember then they stopped at, who was it? John Cleese. He was like the... I was thrilled when they announced him. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just gone on from there. They've got bloody Dean Kane, Superman. How is... It was Dean on the TV Kane. like forever ago. Yeah. You know? They've got some really great guests this year, actually. And I, I can't help but wonder if um, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to have his own photo booth because he, he's literally going to be taking photos all day. I, I looked to see what batch he was up to because um, I, I was worried about sort of he's quite a high price and he's 75 pound for a photo mm -hmm. so i was looking to see like you know oh is he sold out yet so i had a look to see what batch he's on and he's on batch 28 at the minute cool. so that's um twenty-eight thousand people is that right it's a hundred each batch is a hundred isn't it i think yeah so two thousand eight hundred people two thousand sorry yes yeah that's crazy and that's and that's they're still going they're still selling them so i'm just sort of thinking he's just going to be stood in his photo booth all day how he's going to find time to sign autographs and do his panel talk or whatever else they do i don't know but yeah, it's nuts he's going to be that grin is going to be well what i hope you know anyone that's in the later batches he's going to be looking tired by the end of that shoot isn't he yeah. really hold that grin it's nuts <laughs> he's going to be knackered it's they are going to be shoving them through like yeah. bilio aren't they yeah and uh, there is a little part of me that thinks that if they're going to be announcing this many sort of high profile guests they really do need to up the, the venue size a little bit as well because yeah i'm slightly worried about that yeah because yeah. it's going to be if you go on the friday then it's generally quite quiet it's not too mm. bad but on the especially the saturday it is so so busy it's it's I'm not sure what they can do though. I think there's another convention. I think it's the MCM guys when they do the London one. I think they hold the rights or they've got some exclusivity deal that they can hold it at the Excel. Yeah. Which is obviously massive and that would be more suited. So I don't know of another venue that they could go to, but they should definitely think about it because if they're going to be getting, and I'm surprised it hasn't sold out yet. It must be selling out soon. It must be. It must be. With the amount of big guests they've got, it must be getting close. Um, the, I wish they would up to the XL, actually, because the nice thing with the XL is, is it's got sort of big rooms, so you mm. you can come out and go in that nice walkway bit with all the restaurants. I mean, you can actually get away from it, whereas in Film and Comic Comic Con... <laughs> sorry, London, what did I say? Film in Film and London, Film and London Comic Comic Con, <laughs> you uh, <laughs> you can't really escape it, can you? It's, no, uh, if, it's, no. if everyone's packed in, uh, from what I remember when we went last year... Um, there isn't much 
sort of there's no sort of free space for what I remember. You just kind of have to sit against the walls um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> at the it. side yeah. of the event, isn't yeah. it? It's nowhere to go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm slightly worried we're going to get rammed on Saturday. I mean, that's why I'm slightly looking forward to Sunday more so, that, you know, we can just hopefully be a bit more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if anyone is thinking there's going to be quite a, a big meet up there from what I understand, we've been talking Sounds to like some it, other yeah. um, Doctor Who um, uh, content creators and there's going to be quite a few of us there. So definitely come along uh, and, and hang out. But if you're from a Doctor Who perspective, um, just a quick roundup of who's going to be there again. So Bernard Cribbins. Yay. Old old Wilf mm. uh, is going to be there. Sylvester McCoy. He's there all weekend. Um uh, Richard Franklin from Classic Who, Matthew Waterhouse, Nicola Bryant, and Louise Jameson. Louise, yeah, and I think Lala Ward's there as oh, well. Oh, Lala Ward, yeah. Lala Ward, yeah. And one thing I noticed as well when I was looking at the website the other day is that he's been sneaked into a different category. He's under the comics, under the comic zone, but Andrew Cartmel will be there. Oh, is he? Yeah, so he's he's oh. been he's there on the Sunday. Um, ah. but he, he's there to represent... Uh, Doctor Who, but Rivers of London as well. Oh, the, right, yes. The, the cool comics from him and Ben um, Aronovich. Aronovich, yeah. So uh, Andrew Cartman will be there as well, but he'll be Sweet. up in the comic zone section, so he's buried away up there. But it'll be a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, because it, it was that the bit we couldn't find last year. Do you remember we walked around for hours? Trying, we were like, where's this book section or whatever? And it was like upstairs, wasn't oh, yeah. it? And it yeah. By the time we found it, it was all over. There's just loads of people like those are kids drawing crayon pictures on the wall and stuff. It was just, it was really bizarre, wasn't it? It's just nothing up there, but yeah, that yeah. is, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm well looking forward to it. Yeah. Should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, right, buddy. Let's, let's not do with any more waffles. Shall we land no. it and do some let's news? Land it. Yeah. The only bit of news we have is some confirmed ratings for World Enough and Time. Mm. Now, I'm happy about this, but I'm also furious. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Not our old friend, the Antiques Roadshow, is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Those beeping, beeping, beep, bloody beeps. <laughs> So Doctor Who's finished 21st in the list, which is an improvement on the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Or the last few weeks. And it's got a convert... Uh, 5 million. So we're up a bit because it's been hovering around the 4 point something million the last few weeks. And the majority of the series, really. So uh, we're up to 5 million viewers for World Enough and Time, which is really good. Uh, we did beat most of the new shows, which is good. We beat the 10 o'clock news, the 6 o'clock news, all those guys. Um but we didn't beat the Antiques Roadshow again. Although this is bizarre, actually. Now, this must be a typo, I assume. But if you look on this list, uh, the Antiques Roadshow, it says got 2.6 million. Oh. So either they put it in the wrong yeah. slot. Mm. No, they've, they've probably typed it wrong, haven't they? Yeah, we can assume that two was meant to be a five. Yeah, because the, right, the lowest one at slot 30, the 10 o'clock news, is 4.23 million. So yeah. it must be... Yeah, those bleeping bleepers... <laughs> <laughs> those mother flippers they must be at five point something mil yeah but doctor so we're we're on the level there then are we five million five mil we've yeah. just peaked i think uh, well i would say that 
the Docks of Falls is going to beat that. Um, but we, yeah, we have peaked up at five mil. I think the pilot didn't that do very well. That got over five million, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we got beat again by Poldark, um, mm. Country File. What the bleep? Country File. Country File. Come on. Mm, casualty. Oh, I mean, that's been on for years, isn't it? Casualty. Yeah. And yeah. the soaps, obviously, you know, discount all that rubbish. But uh, we did yeah. pretty well, actually. Five million. That's good. In, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's all right. I think it's like you said, um, I think this week's Dr. Falls, I think, got a, a pretty reasonable overnight. So that'll be up there as well. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be beating, you know, some of the ratings from some of the RTD era, especially the tenant era. You know, I think no. they, they really smashed it back in back in the day there. But it's good mm. concerning, you know, Series 10 as a whole. Mm. It's been pretty consistent. And I mean, mm. every I don't think any episode once they've added on the all the other stuff. I think everything's been over 5 million, hasn't it? Or, or not? I'm not sure now. Pretty much. I have to have a look yep. in this much, I have to have a look in this month's uh, Doctor Who magazine because they list them all, don't they? But we've all, I think they've all been around that mark or, or whatever. So it's been fairly consistent, which is good. In other words, it's not been like, you know, some programs they'll start on a high and they will literally drop, um, t- t- you know, a couple of million and they, and they never regain it. So at least Doctor Who, this series seems to have stuck around that sort of figure. So we can take that away from it, if nothing else. Yeah. Because uh, I think, what was that thing the BBC did? Was it Atlantis or something? don't know. There was something they did recently, which was supposed to be their new big blockbuster, and it got a massive audience for the first episode. Um, and then it just dropped to like 2 million, and then and it never went back up. So, oh. yeah, we've been consistent, if nothing else. If nothing, if, <laughs> if nothing else, we've been consistent, yeah. yeah. So that's a ratings, not too bad. Mm. Uh, we have got our Dalek friend, Looking through the window. <laughs> How is old Dalek at today? Is he all right? Yeah, he's all right. He's never hundred percent happy, is he? Let's be honest. You know, but... No, he's it's very hard to please. Yeah, should we get him in though? Go on then. Match corner. Match corner. Match corner. <laughs> I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's very pretty. It is very pretty. Very pretty. First up, some merch. You may remember, you may not, but going back a couple of months now, we had a, um, we spoke about uh, one of the publishing houses that was looking for submissions for Doctor Who fan art. Because they were going to put it in a book. And said book is now up for pre-order. So Doctor Who, the Illustrated Adventures. Or on the front of the book, it's 100 Illustrated Adventures. Um, it profiles a hundred of the most beloved episodes since the show was first broadcast in 63. The book is filled with original art from fan artists and professional artists alike, as well as in-depth episode information. So spanning the era from the first to the 12th doctors, this stunning book is a must have doctor who keepsake and guide. I don't know if you remember mm. this when we spoke about it. But I do. Yeah, I do. I was just thinking that. I uh, must admit, when we first spoke about it before we kicked off the show, I didn't I didn't put the two and two together. But yeah, I do remember talking about this now. Yeah. I'm trying to work out what the cover is because it looks like a sort of graphic equaliser. Is that the actual cover? I think so. Yeah. What is it supposed to be then? Um, I'm I'm not sure. I think it repre- In, Is it 100 dots there? 100 little circles oh, or maybe? I'm trying to... Because I was thinking, is it... Because uh, bearing in mind that the sunlight is blasting my computer screen this morning i can't see it that well but i was trying to work out if it was the tardis or what the relevance was to doctor who but it, it to me it just looks like it's like a black cover with um 
a load of orange dots on it, but I can't really see much more than that. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, oh, yeah so it's like, yeah, orange down through green and white and series yeah. of dots. I'm not sure. I think it looks quite good. I just, yeah, I was going to say, so I like the concept of this because it's nice to bring all the you know fan art together. I just, I hope there's none of that. You know, sometimes when you get like very cringy fan art of like <laughs> the river and the doc, 12th Doctor and yeah. kissing and things. Yeah. So I hope there's none of that in there, is there? I'm hoping <laughs> it's quite tasteful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't want a Madonna, we don't want a Madonna book. <laughs> uh, but yes, it's quite, it's going to be quite a big book. So it's hardcover. It's going to be quite large. It's £20 at the moment, and that yeah. can be pre-ordered from Amazon. It's out in November, 2nd of November. All right. I'll give it a, give it a flick through when it yeah. comes out, see what it's like. Yes. Um, or I might be saving my money for the new Doctor Who annual, <laughs> which is coming out. <laughs> so the 2018 hardcover annual. Um, actually, I think you can get this now, can't you? Let's have a look. Is it actually September? Available? It's out. September. Sorry, yeah, yeah September. Um, re- recommended retail price is seven ninety nine, but obviously, when it gets closer to the date, that'll drop down. And if, depending on how urgently you want to buy it, um, <clears throat> these do tend to drop down massively in price, don't they? As it gets closer to Christmas, uh, I think I picked up last year's annual for two pounds or a pound um because i bought it in the sales after christmas basically oh, um yeah. but yeah this one looks better because the, the last annual i don't know if you remember it gary but it was a wasn't a particularly great cover was it and the inside was no not much better it wasn't brilliant the, the last annual i've got it to be honest great. Um, no no it's very um <clears throat> i was gonna say very kiddie but i know a lot of people people would argue that this is aimed at a younger audience and you're probably right but I just, I suppose I'm from an era when if you look back at the classic annuals, they were aimed at kids, but they had all this really cool art inside, artwork inside. And I don't know, they seem to be a bit more to them back in the day. And uh, these have slightly lost that. But obviously, we don't know what's in this one. It could be really good. And one thing's for sure, the cover's better on this one. (laughs) It's (laughs) quite nice, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely a a nicer looking annual for a start. So it's got the the Doctor, Bill and Nardle on the front and the TARDIS. Um, Nardle's giving a big thumbs up, (laughs) (laughs) pulling one of his typical faces. So yeah, out in September, uh, price $7.99 if you want to pre-order it. But as I said, the price will probably drop quite a bit do you, do you buy the annuals mate, I, or do you? I do but i don't buy the, i don't do pre-order them or anything because no, i think how okay. much are they they're they're eight quid you can normally get them for five pounds from wh smith or something just after crimbo yeah or in a run-up to christmas yeah have you got any of the classic annuals uh no but i you know what i do want to pick some of those up because i think the covers are beautiful for some of those some of them are great. Yeah. I mean, like the the Troughton ones, and um, you know, the, even the William Hartner ones. Are the, I just love the artwork, and uh, it's funny because some of the stuff that we would go mad about now, like, are the things that I love about the early ones. So, for example, sometimes the TARDIS, uh, when it's drawn in the early annuals, are completely wrong. Like sometimes they have <laughs> about twenty windows. You know, you know, well not twenty, but they have like loads of windows. And as I said, it's the sort of detail that. If they did it now, we'd probably all kick off about it and be like, oh, look, they've given the TARDIS eight windows and all that sort of thing. And, you know, but back then, I don't know, because it's got that classic look. It's it's really cool. But, yeah, I, I've started sifting out some of my old annuals. I've got a few of the older ones, but um, I'd love to. I'd love to get all the classics. I'd love to just have a whole shelf of all the classic annuals. Um, It'd be but, lovely, uh, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, a few, but not that many. Yeah, I think some of the Tom Baker ones are really nice. Yeah, some of those ones, yeah. and obviously the Hartnell ones. Some of those hand painted Hartnell. Yeah, they're really nice. So, 
yeah. have to flea bay that. <laughs> flea bay, yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. See what's going on. Uh, but yeah, the annual, if you're into those and you collect them. Uh, 2018 is out September. Yeah. That's going to do for news. We're done. That's it. News and that's merch. It. News and merch. Send, send old Tat out. Yeah, kick him out. Get out. Go on. Right. He's off on holiday. Where's he going on on his holiday? I, or is he I, just... I think he's off to Tenerife. Has he got a partner, Dalek Tat? Is there another Dalek out there no, with him? Or... He's too no, he's too oh. <laughs> so he's not. He won't be going on holiday then. He'll just be having a... Well, he's off to Tenerife. Is he? I have no idea what he's up to out there, but... It's an active volcano, isn't it, Tenerife? So should we we be worried about that? I'm not sure. Yeah, he'll be but... mashing it up, won't he? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Adam. Yes, Gary. My good fellow, for the last time in Series 10. Wow, I can't believe we're saying this, yeah. What are we going to review this week? The Doctor Falls. I don't get out of this one, are we? Cybermen are coming. Who I am. It's where I stand, where I stand. It's where I fall. I will never stand with the Doctor! Without hope, without witness, without reward, stand with me. It's all I've ever wanted. Doctor Who, the series finale on BBC One. In case oh, you didn't lo- know. still love that music. It's bit, really, really dig that music. It's a bit sort of dance funk, isn't it? It's a bit. It's great. I'm bopping away there. Definitely got the some of that I love it. Going on. Ah, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't, yeah, you can't see us, but Adam and I are dancing at the minute. We're just bopping away to that trailer. Bopping away. <laughs> so, The Doctor Falls. Mm. Uh, this was out on the 1st of July. It was an hour long. It was the. The last episode of series 10 and the uh, completion of the two-parter. Yeah. It was written by the Moth, obviously. It was directed by Rachel Tulele. And um, is is Brian Minchin leaving along with the Moth? I think so. The exact don't producer. quote me on it, but I, I think, think so. he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, have, we, we don't mention, we don't go into too much detail about producers and all that stuff. But Brian Minchin has been the producer on this for, I think, since the Moth started. I think, and I think he might be off as well. So I think Chibbers is culling everybody that was associated <laughs> with the moth. Um, so it picks up directly after World Enough and Time. So the Doctor has been um, captured, if you like, by the two masters after the last episode's big reveal of John Sims' master teaming up with Missy. They've captured the Doctor and uh, the Cybermen are on the warpath they are out and about trying to uh, convert all of the remaining humans that are left on the colony ship. At the same time, uh, Bill has recently been converted or upgraded into a cyber person and uh, Nardole has escaped um, or is about to escape after the Doctor um, changes the... Uh, changes the Is it the Cybernet? I think it's the Cybernet, or the, you know, the system that connects all the Cybermen together. I think that's what it's I called. See. So, yeah, he taps into it, doesn't he? Yeah, so the Cybernet, he adjusts it so that they hunt Time Lords as well as humans. Um, Missy and the Master uh, are left there to um, uh, seemingly uh, to fend for themselves, but the Doctor, you know, being the Doctor, uh, when they get the stolen ship, they all, dump, they all bundle in, go crashing through one of the floors, they end up in this big sort of prairie land, countryside thing 
uh, where the family with all the kids are sort of fending off the early Cybermen prototypes. Uh, the Missy and the Master devise a plan to go back to the lower levels, grab his TARDIS and escape. The Doctor's having none of it. He's like, no, I'm going to make a stand. It's the right thing to do. Um, then the Doctor um, and Nardole devise a plan to sort of try and save as many people as possible um, by using the power ducts to take the children off to another level blah 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 at the same time the missy and the master they're devising their evil plan very sad when it happens what happens to those two we'll come on to that mm. then the doctor goes through his last sort of effort to try and save everybody he ends up getting blown to smithereens yeah uh nardo ends up um sort of staying on the ship looking after the people from the remaining cybermen uh bill will come on to her what happens with her and then the doctor seemingly goes through his regeneration process, but he's very strong-minded, puts a halt to it, and then encounters somebody at the very end. Hmm. So. There's a lot going on in there, isn't there, when you think about it? <laughs> there is a lot going on. What yeah. did you think overall to this? Overall, overall um, I did like it. Um, more on a second watch, I have to say. Uh, it's interesting because... This went out when this went out on Saturday. Um, I'd got some friends staying over, and uh, both sci-fi fans. Uh, they're a couple, boy and a girl, and they both both like sci-fi. But one of them, uh, the girl uh, Joe, she's one of my oldest friends, known her for such a long time, and um, she loved Doctor Who through the sort of Tennant Smith era. And then when I went to visit her not that long ago um, up in London, she was. I said, Are "You still, you know, still watching Doctor Who? What do you think of Capaldi?" And she's like, no, she goes, I've, I've just, I can't, I've lost it. And I've like, she said, I've watched some, I watched Capaldi's first series and I just, series nine, I just gave up. I was like, really? She said, no, I just, it's just not doing it for me. I'm just, yeah, it's not, not doing it. So it was quite interesting having her come to stay with me this Saturday. Cause I was like, um, don't want to be unsociable, but the Doctor Who finals on. So I hope you don't mind that we're going to watch it. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. Didn't I tell you I, I'm loving series 10. I was like, what? when did this happen? So you, I thought you'd given up with Doctor Who. She's like, no, no, I, I watched the first one, the pilot. I don't know. It was just on and thought I'd give it a go. And I'm loving it again. Okay. And I was like, oh, good. So we, so we sat and watched the Doctor Who final together, um, which we haven't done since the last time we watched Doctor Who together, because we don't live very close anymore, uh, was when Tennant left um, in, in uh, what was it called? The time? No. The end of time end of time yeah. so that's the last time we watched the dot two final together so right. it's quite nice um so it's always different when you watch something with someone else i think we were both sat there sort of you know being critical through it and saying what was good and groaning at a few bits and laughing at a lot of bits and so yeah we did i did enjoy it but i needed to give it a second watch um on my own just to just to sort of really let it all sink in which i did yesterday um and i overall i do like it there are there are a couple of bits that um that I don't like, uh, but but overall I did like it. I, it on a first watch, it, it didn't feel quite satisfying as a Doctor Who final to me. It felt very Moffaty. It felt a bit Time of the Doctor, sort of loads of stuff going on, but not much story. That was right. my sort of initial feelings. But yeah, on a second watch, um, I suppose what the way to sum it up is there's quite a, there's a couple of bits that really really got me emotionally. So that's sort of brings the episode up to me um and i'll talk a bit more as we go into it but but yeah sort of really the second half of the episode for me i really 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 enjoyed so 
Yeah, bit of a mixed bag, but overall I quite liked it, mate. Uh, I think, yeah, okay. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I quite liked it. Yeah, there's a few niggles, but I think I quite liked it. What about you? Okay, yeah, I, I quite liked it. Yeah. I quite liked it. I think that, uh, I, I think it had some really great bits in it, mm. but I feel that the episode as a whole um, was a bit average, really. It, it did, yeah, yeah. Um, because it had, well, first of all, for me, I thought that the 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 tag team of Missy and the Master, I think, was massively underused in this episode. Absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah I don't think they were used at all to a, a decent uh, potential in this. And I thought that Bill's ending was a bit fluffy. Yeah, um, I was expecting that. I mean, I just, we I just all were, knew it. We? Yeah, yeah, that's just the moth, yeah. yeah. So that was a bit fluffy. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad, but it was just a bit... I, I was hoping that the moth would, um, you know, would not leave his balls in a jar in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> But no, yeah. he left it there. And as a result, we had a very fluffy ending for Bill. I mean, not too bad, but it was just, oh, you know, because in, in reference to where he was going and the darkness that we had in World Enough and Time, you know, I, I was hoping we'd have a bit more. I mean, in contrast to that episode, it was very different. I think very World different. Enough and Time had a really good sort of dark creepiness to it. But that none of that really carried through into this one. So, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. so Bill's ending was a bit meh. And for me, though, that the one shining star and has been throughout this entire series has been Capaldi. Yeah. I, I thought that his performance in this one was, was all or nothing. He really did go for it in every scene that he was in. Yeah. And he just went nuts with it. In a good way. You know, he really put himself all on the line with this one. So, you know, it was amazing to watch him all the way through. Yeah. And uh, and I also thought the Cybermen were a bit underused as well, surprisingly. Seeing as this is a Cyberman story, mm. I thought they were a bit uh, just sort of plot filler, really. They ended up being, they just a bit, they, they ended up having no substance to them and no threat in the end. Because even when they were attacking the, 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 the house on the prairie is the only way I can describe it. Even they were sort of, you know, launching their attack on there. You knew that they weren't, you know, nothing was really bad was going to happen. Even after we saw the flying Mondasian Cybermen, which yeah. really did me in. But so I think, you know, it was a, get me wrong, it was a good episode. It was a really good watch. I, I, I enjoyed watching it, but I just felt that it, it could have been so much better. Yeah, I just felt that it falls along that sort of average to good um, sort of feeling for me. Yeah, <clears throat> no, I, I totally get that, actually, because it's, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put it up there as a, as a classic, um, uh, you know, um, ending to a series final. Um, but it, then again, it's, to me, it's miles better than, than something like death in heaven. Cause this was a very dark episode. I mean, uh, for, for half six in the evening, which is the time it went out over here, this is pretty grim stuff again. Mm -hmm. If anything more grim than well, as grim as last week, you know, like that, that opening with the scarecrow, 
uh, Cybermen and stuff, and 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 them all being shot, and you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty heavy stuff for for that time slot. Um, but it, yeah, I I've got to agree with you. I suppose my biggest fault with it is is the fact that yeah, the Cybermen didn't have any threat this week. I absolutely agree with that because that's what was brilliant about last week, wasn't it? Is that they're, yeah. they're so creepy in that contained environment, and this week, um, we just got um a bombardment of different Cybermen that as soon as they got anywhere near the little house on the prairie, they just got blown up. They did absolutely nothing apart from get blown up. Mm-hmm. It was just one, one group of Cybermen after another, just getting blown up. Wasn't it? It was really, yeah, it, wasn't. It, it really didn't. Yeah. Really underused. Like I said, and I have to agree about the masters as well, as much as I loved, uh, you know, John Sim and Michelle Gomez together this week, they really didn't bring a lot to the plot. Um, they just had nice moments in the story, didn't they? They didn't actually really bring anything. In fact, they I don't know what they were really doing there, really, because they were just sort of wandering around, you know, telling the Doctor that this and that. And they didn't, yeah, they didn't really do a lot in the story. And I thought that was a shame. But but, but we did get some nice moments with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of saved it a bit. But, yeah, I mean, the heart of the story for me, the thing I liked better on a second watch, because I, I felt a little bit underwhelmed the first watch, mm-hmm. as I said. We, we kind of said, oh, well, it was okay but we didn't love it. Um, but the thing that I found on a second watch was the heart of the story, which was this thing about Bill. Cause I love the fact that she couldn't see herself as a Cyberman. So when you see like, she looks in the mirror and you know, one minute it's Bill and then it's the Cyberman mm-hmm. and then there's the Cyberman shadow on the wall, but she stood there as Bill. And I thought all oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, I loved all yeah. that. Cause that really brought the heart to the story. Um, but yeah, I don't know. As I said, it just, it sort of finished and obviously we get got that ending which i was really loved which we'll talk about a bit later but it was a bit of a mixed bag i wouldn't mm-hmm. say it was messy because on the second watch it does all make sense the first time i watched it i did there were a few bits so i wasn't too sure what's going on um it mostly tied up loose ends i suppose i mean there were a few bits that were kind of left sort of dangling but that's the moffat isn't it um yeah, I don't know. I suppose I just thought it was decent. I wouldn't rave about it, but I wouldn't say it was bad. I, I think it was a a good but flawed yeah. conclusion to last week. It didn't have the brilliance or of last week, I didn't think. No. It I think yeah, I think I preferred last week. Oh, I definitely preferred last week's. But then again, there are a couple of things in this week's one that really did there were just a couple of scenes that really choked me a little bit. Yeah, me too. So the, you know, anything to do with the masters didn't choke me because they were more sort of comical than, you know, it's a bit of a, and I think the the, the moth has left that open a little bit for us. I don't think we've seen the last of the master or Missy. I really don't. I don't think they've killed them off. Mm. However much, it, you know, they like to think they have. I don't think we, they'll be back for sure. Um, But the, obviously the scene at the very end, after Capaldi comes out of the TARDIS on that snow planet. Yeah. That was all, that really choked me up. But just before that as well, when Bill leaves the TARDIS with Heather and he's laying on the floor and then you hear his theme, am I a good man? Mm. You know, that really got me then because I thought, oh, crikey, he's he's near the end. You know, he's almost, yeah. and it, in a way it's almost like, it, it's almost like, wanting somebody to just rest if that Mm. makes sense it's almost like Mm -hmm. somebody's been through so much in a short space of time you just think you need a rest mate Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? And yeah, and then yeah. the other half of you thinks, no, I don't want him to go. I don't mm. want him to leave. You know, like he said, I don't want to go. Like, yeah, he said it, didn't he? Yeah. He actually said it, yeah. So it, I'd sort of, you know, that was a bit emotional. It did leave me emotional. That's one thing I will say. After I finished watching it both times, I was left quite stunned and emotional. I was like, oh, man. You know, and it was all about Capaldi. I didn't get emotional about the Masters. I didn't get emotional about the family that they were trying to save or... Mm. Uh, I did a little bit about Nardo. I thought they gave him a really yeah, good yeah. send off. You know, I liked that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was those scenes really that that did make me think. You know, Moff has nailed those bits. You know, mm. he's absolutely just knocked it out of the park. But when you mix it with the mediocre of the rest of it, it's really gone. We there's no way we can give it a ten. No, no, or I wouldn't. Nine I, even. No, you know, it's, no. So anyway. I, I just got to go back to the thing about Bill as well, because the the way I think we both we could we knew that he wouldn't be able to go through with killing her off, and I've got real mixed feelings about that. I don't know about you, because I that her the way she left uh, on Saturday was you know she went off with Heather, and it was a little bit reminiscent of Clara and me, wasn't it? That yeah. sort of whole thing of being saved but not saved, and you know, and all that sort of stuff. So it was a bit like the same storyline but do you know what i i kind of forgive him because i actually like found it quite a nice send-off um i was really sort of conflicted watching that because i was like as soon as heather appeared i was like oh here we go (laughs) but but i i have to admit i quite liked it i was was sort of quite emotional really i was thinking because i suppose because i like bill so much i kind of wanted it really i mean it's like anything i didn't want her to die but but I also thought it would be a real cop-out if she doesn't. So I was conflicted by that. But I have to admit, I really did like the scene of Heather saving her. And I liked the fact it brought the series full circle okay, uh, with, right. the, with the tears. I thought that was a nice touch. Because I hadn't, I hadn't put the two and two together about the fact the Cyberman tears mm. were Heather's tears that she gave her in the pilot and all that. I, yeah, again, on second watch, just brought all those little moments together. And I thought, okay, I like that. It's brought yeah. it full circle. Um, so even though it was similar to, in a way, Clara's fake exit, I, I, I did like it. I just kind of thought, I'm quite glad that Bill's going off and exploring the universe with Heather and stuff. And I I really liked Heather's performance. I know she only got about three lines, but, you know, I really liked her in it because she's just, she was a bit like, you know, whatever, let's do it. Come on. Mm-hmm. I can make you human again if you want. And it, I don't know. It was, it was different. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too smaltzy or cheesy, but it, it kind of worked for me. So, yeah, I got to say I quite liked Bill's exit in the end, even though um, it was a co- bit of a cop out. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of it really, mate. No. No, I mean, it was quite nice. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't it nice. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. In brackets, nice. <laughs> it yeah. was nice. Yeah. And I I really like the little flashbacks to the, the first episode when, it reminded us of the tears and, you mm. know, and all that. And it is a bit of a, I don't know, in a way it is nice though, because that's the only word I can use really. It's nice yeah. because uh, Bill was so heartbroken that Heather, had, it was almost like the one that got away. Yeah, you, that's, I think that's it. I quite like them together. I'm like, yeah, because, kind of glad they ended up together. Yeah, yeah because it was almost like um, yeah, yeah, when... Bill said, you know, I, in, in the pilot, she said, I really liked you. 
and you yeah. could tell that she was really cut up because it was almost like love at first sight with them two. Mm. Because when they first met together in the bar, you had like everything. You know, when you go underwater and sound just sort of echoes, and you feel like you're in a moment in time, and the stars align, as we call it. Yeah, it was very much that they, you know, love at first sight thing, and it was a bit heartbreaking when Heather went and Bill was just stunned almost. Mm. As you could tell, it was heartbreaking for her. So in that respect, it was nice that Heather came back, you know, and saved her. And now they've gone off, you know, as what? I don't know. As entities no, I of some know, yeah. sort. She's clearly dead as, she's clearly dead as, you know, as a doornail in terms of human, you know, physical form, whatever. But then Heather said she could, she said, I can, it's just atoms, Bill. I can just, I can put you back together. I can make you human again. So there is that slight, you know, the door is slightly open for oh, her to course. come back because um, Heather seems to be able to do anything. It's the moth, um, isn't it? Of course. It's the moth. But, yeah. you know, I think, I think the other reason I liked it is because there isn't a lot of humor in this episode. It is a very dark episode mm-hmm. and, <laughs> you know, not a lot. There was, it was quite bleak. So I think it it did need something mm-hmm. to 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 lift it up at the end. Like if Bill had died, and then you've got the Doctor on the floor in the TARDIS or whatever. You know what I mean? It was all pretty. I wouldn't say grim, but you know what I mean it's all pretty dark stuff going on. So I think, yeah, a bit of a cop out, but I think we did need something good, happy in the episode. Otherwise, it would be be like an episode of EastEnders. Otherwise, it'd just be nonstop misery, wouldn't it? You know. <laughs> So I, I, I liked it. I, I love the scene of her just saying to the doctor as well, you know, the tear falling on the doctor's head and and stuff. I thought that was, you know, all really nice. I love the yeah. flashbacks as well. Doctor, 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 all that sort of stuff. You know, um, very Legopolis. I oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. loved that. Yeah. It was very Legopolis, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, doctor. doctor. And they doctor. put Sarah Jane in there as well, which is nice. Yeah. And also he quotes all his previous stuff doesn't he he's Some like i don't want to go yeah. I, I am the doctor and what's the other one he says uh yeah he says a few of them doesn't he um do you know the line that really got me you know he's talking about being emotional i don't know why and it it got me on a first viewing and obviously i was trying to not to show it because i was with a friend yeah but on the second viewing i watched on my own so i could let it all out um is when the doctor says um i hoped there'd be stars don't know Aww. why but that really like i was like oh clenching the heart oh no because it it's the way yeah. comparatively delivers it is that he's like he thinks he's going and yeah that line just a beautiful line it is yeah. awesome that last the mm. last 10 minutes were beautifully written i thought mm. where there's was it where there's tears there's hope yeah is that right yeah and when there's yeah when he does wake up and he's i don't want to go and does the matt smith bit when the doctor was me and yeah, all that. Yeah, I thought the ending was excellent. I mean, I yeah. really, I was, I was really hyped up watching it, um, especially the first time. But even more so, in fact, the second time I watched it, I kept rewinding it because I absolutely love it um, when a certain character comes out, just because of the way he acts it. But we'll talk about that later. But yeah, yeah I kept rewinding the end just to, just to hear the voice like, no, 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 no. Yeah, all that. I loved it. Uh, yeah. Going back to Bill, I really just to pick up on what you said earlier. So I really did love the fact that. Uh, she was written with this strong mind thing, you know, like we saw in the monks trilogy, where it was her mind yep. that was like, you know, the, the shield and the and almost the power to to do that. I love the the way the moth wrote her sort of. The doctor describes it as a her own perception filter, 
So she yeah. doesn't, you know, her mind can't accept the fact that she's been upgraded to a Cyberman. So she still thinks that she's Bill, even physically. Yeah, um, I like the fact that they, I thought that was a great part of the story, actually, because rather than just shying away from it and not giving any, any sort of explanation at all as to why she, she, you know, like, why why wouldn't she be converted? Like, wh- mm. why would she be an exception? Yeah. So I thought it was good that they just, rather than just throwing a line, they actually use it to make a really good plot point of her just resisting it and she can't accept it and she doesn't see herself as that mm-hmm. Cyberman. I thought that was really, really good. And it it was a clever bit of writing as well because mm. in the scene before that, the Doctor does say, you know, I can fix this. Yeah. I can fix it. And then the next time we see her, we see her as Bill. And I don't know about you, but and I thought, oh, no. The, the moth's written this in, in a way where she's not actually been upgraded. The Doctor's fixed her and she's now completely fine and Bill's going to be, you know, she's going to be back at home with a cup of tea. In I thought exactly the same thing. I thought he's done a Nardle. He's, yeah. he's brought her back from the dead. Yeah, That's exactly I, what I thought on the first watch, yeah. Yeah, I thought, oh no, it's happened mm. early. Um, yeah. But then when, it's really clever when the woman's in there with the, the sheets and she's Bill saying to, to her, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you. And she's like, the doctor says you're not dangerous and stuff. And it's not until we see um, her as the Cyberman because the little girl brings her the mirror and she can see that's oh, right. it's so cl- that was great that's really that was, good you know. yeah yeah really so, good stuff so overall i thought it was a good story for bill i was it was just the ending i think people were in two minds with that ending with for bill i think yeah i, think, I can get it i can get that yeah but i thought the story overall for her i thought she was great and it's it's i wonder if she knew going into it when pearl Mackie first landed the part i wonder if they said to her this is one series only because, mm. you know, our future showrunner has already indicated that everything's going to be a fresh start after series 10. So yeah. I'm just wondering if she knew that or if that's because I you... would think that I reckon the way they've said to her, I'm only guessing it's probably like, yes, yeah, so we're only, you know, it's one series character and this is what's going to happen. Um, but I would imagine they probably said like they do to everyone, but this is Doctor Who. Anything can happen, so don't worry about it. Because <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah. like Sim, isn't it? Um, John Sim's been speaking recently about um, oh well, that's it for you then, so we won't see you again. And he's like, well, it's Doctor Who, isn't it? Of course you can see me again. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if they send me a script, I like I might come back. You know, it's it's Doctor Who. Anything can happen. Yeah. So, yeah. but I do get the feeling. Yeah, she's definitely been written by the Moff as a one series. Yeah. Yeah. Companion. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, for Bill, I would say she's had a fantastic series as a companion, and yeah, I, you really do have to take your hat off to Pearl for completely owning that role and not. She went into it fresh, absolutely mm-hmm. fresh with nothing. Because I think you mentioned it when we reviewed yeah when we reviewed the pilot you said that yeah. she's had very little acting time in front of a camera because she's mainly stage that's right so to go into a mainstream tv show like that as one of the co-stars uh it, it must be so daunting and like you know really really difficult to get your head around i, I would yeah. really struggle with that if that was me i'd be like i'd just be a mess but she completely owned it from start to finish. And she, like Capaldi, just put everything into the whole series. And I, uh, I love her for that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, um, I got that from when I went to the, the Series 10 Q&A 
and they showed us some clips from the the pilot um some preview clips and Pearl Mackey was in the in the um panel and yeah she just said she said all oh, that clip you've seen there that's the first time I've been in front of a um a tv camera and I, we were like wow like because her acting was very very natural that's what I liked mm-hmm. about Bill you know as when I mean all you know all credit to the guys for taking a chance on it because you know, if somebody comes from the theatre, it's very hard to shake off that. You have to be very over the top in the theatre to express everything so that everybody mm-hmm. in the room is getting it. So very often that shows, doesn't it, if you get somebody from the theatre on TV. Yeah. I didn't get any of that from Pearl Mackey. I thought she was a real natural actor. And, uh, yeah, you're right. She's grabbed this character with both hands. I mean, she was she was fantastic in this episode. Mm-hmm. She was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um in her performance you know this whole this whole thing of her just not accepting that she's a cyberman mm-hmm. um yeah she was her and capaldi well most of the cast i think some of the supporting cast are a bit thing but we didn't get to see much of them thankfully but <laughs> but all, all the guys in this were really really on top form but especially peter and pearl yeah um she was just fantastic brilliant yeah and it's interesting for stage performers because you go from having that immediate audience reaction Mm. and you know applause and everything straight away to having none of that and you have to wait until you see the final product for the you know for people to see it and then you get judged and praised Mm. or you know chopped to bits whatever it is so it must be really difficult a big shift for her to get to get into but she nailed she absolutely nailed it no complaints from pearl at all no, no, she yeah. totally did. She was fantastic in it. I was going to say, there wasn't much humour in this episode, but there was one line that she came out with which made all of us laugh in the room because uh, obviously we was all sat watching it in a group uh, the first time. And that's when um, Nardle says something about kicking her ass. And she goes, well, you better go and find it. It's in the bin down, <laughs> 10 floors down or something. And I thought, that's really, we all really laughed at that. And it was a much needed joke because there wasn't much humour in this at all. Um, but I'll tell you one joke that i didn't like and i really didn't like it oh. was the master getting a bit turned on joke oh uh, i don't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say the words because this is a family podcast but for me uh, i don't know maybe i'm old-fashioned maybe you'll disagree with me mate but for me that was not needed that joke and i'm sure our listeners know what i'm not gonna say it but i'm sure our listeners know what i'm talking about God. when he's basically saying is it wrong that i'm a bit that I've got a, you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. I mean, the, the flirting, I didn't really like the flirting between the master, but it didn't, it didn't sort of annoy me that much. Um, I could have done without it, but that line I just thought was just totally unneeded. I was just not, no, not in the, not in a show that's going out at six 30, you know, no, didn't need it for me anyway, personally. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's talk about those two. It was too sexual. It was. I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm, and you and I, we are not prudes at all. No, I'm definitely not a prude. If, no. if, if anyone could hear some of our conversations before we start recording this podcast, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we would have, we would absolutely have to put it on the explicit tag. Oh, it would. I mean, my language is terrible. As anyone who's ever met me, when I've had half a pint, will tell you. Yes, <laughs> every so, other word there. Yeah, yeah, we are a bit potty mouth, and yeah. and, and you know our views are very uh very liberal so to speak mm. on stuff so this doesn't bother us from a oh no you know we're a bit of a prude but i can completely see where you're coming from in terms of it just not 
it was needed. A, it was a bit. It was a step too far in the whole flirtatious thing between the two of them. It yeah, was. It was just too far. And when I when I watched it, my you know my wife looked at me as if to say, and the look on her face was that's a bit strong. Yeah, for yeah. Doctor Who, and I thought bloody hell, that is a. I just thought it wasn't needed and it was a just one, you know, when you're sort of cruising along the line of inappropriate, mm. Mm. you know, it, they were up to that line in a couple of things, you know, a couple of scenes. And then that was just, they went over it at that point. Even I if they just so. dipped their toe over and came back, it was just too much. Yeah. We all went, everybody in the room went, ooh, when they did that. It didn't get a laugh. I think it was intended to get a laugh, but yeah. certainly none of us would laugh. And we would just, all, all of us just went, looked at each other and went, ooh. Like it just, yeah, it fell really flat for me at that point. Uh, like you said, it was, you know, a, a really tiny moment in this whole episode, but it just surprised me. I thought even for the moth, that's a bit, because he yeah, does like yeah. his, he does like his sexual innuendo and sexual tension, doesn't he? He loves to put it in there, whether it's River or, or whoever. He likes to put it in there, but he does normally stay, like you said, just on the edge. Yeah. But, that, um, but it, I could just see him writing that and thinking that would be really funny, and I didn't think it was. Not for what is supposedly a family show. No. And um, back in Russell T. Davis's era, and anyone that doesn't know, but Russell's writing outside of Doctor Who is very... Um, strong very strong <laughs> and explicit at times and even yeah. in Doctor Who he has inserted the odd little joke that's a bit but it was more classy it, it, his jokes had a bit more when they were sexually orientated they did have a bit more class to them it wasn't a, you know as crass as it was say in your face I mean it, it did remind me of um, of uh, Love and Monsters when he's got the paving slab and he said about well we have a, a sex life of sorts and I thought I remember at the time thinking well, that's surprising for Doctor Who. I mean, that was back then. So yeah. that's the only thing I could compare it to. Even that I sometimes think is a little bit close to the knuckle. But yeah. yeah. But this one, it was oh, it was just a direct, you know. It should have been cut, I, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, others may not agree, but well, I didn't like it. Well, here's the thing. With that scene in Love and Monsters, mm. and I really don't want to get explicit. I'm trying not to hear, but <laughs> I know, yeah. you, you could interpret that in a, a number of ways right yeah, yeah, yeah whereas with this it was there was no getting away from it mm. what was happening <laughs> yeah because they both looked down yeah there's no getting away from it that's exactly no. what they wanted you to to get from that so i thought it was just a bit direct and a step too far because the thing was i don't know about you but the whole two masters flirt to each other was it wasn't annoying me but i wasn't really liking it much mm, anyway yeah. so at that point that just annoyed me because i was thinking yeah it's uh, you know i don't know why were the, i don't know I, i'm just not sure about the whole master flirting thing anyway to be honest i'd much rather they just were like a, a double act um yeah, i mean it, it yeah. kind of works at the end though you know when when obviously she's like when they finish, uh, hang on, let me put this right. <laughs> when they kill each other, nearly yep. said totally the wrong thing there. But, 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 um, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the flirting between the masters because, yeah. yeah, it was a bit strange, really. And that's what I mean earlier when there was a big missed opportunity with those two. Because instead of having them two just mess around and flirt with each other, they could have had this monumental evil 
you know, big showdown with the Doctor. And it could have mm. been, but instead, I mean, but that's just the master. That, that's the way that the master's been written in recent years. It's just this bit of a eccentric, uh, bit of a clown, you, bit of a, um, you know, just, yeah. just Egomaniac. Yeah, just a bit of an egomaniac. Yeah, exactly that. So in, in previous incarnations of the master, he's been very, uh, almost Bond villain you know, almost this master plan, excuse the pun, you know, and very calculated and very sneaky and cunning and, and all those things. Whereas now he's just like this big jester, court jester in your face, like, you know, spurting out one line jokes every other, you know, second. And yeah, so I, and I get it. Uh, I, I get that's the way that it's been, you know, that character has been written, especially with Missy as well. She's very funny. She's very you know, nonchalant about everything. But the two of them together could have concocted this much bigger... I mean, I'm not, it doesn't get much bigger than, you know, in quote-unquote genesis of the Cybermen. I realise that. Mm. But the two of them just, you know, near the beginning of the episode, their only plan was like, oh, well, the Cybermen have been reprogrammed, reprogrammed to hunt Time Lords. So what we're going to do is go home. Yeah. We're just going to find the TARDIS and go. See you later. That was basically it, wasn't it? That was their thing. Yeah. Which I mean, was, what, what yeah. I would have just loved if we'd have had less of the flirting and more of the sort of conflict of, because the bit that I found it, the only bit really that I found interesting in Twenty Masters was the fact that Missy was in conflict that the doctor had almost got to her, you know, enough yeah. to be good. Like she was really, I mean, those are the bits I found interesting. So I would have much rather they played up to that of you know johnson's master saying no you're evil and the doctor saying no but come on missy you've come so far and now you can do it that would have been much more interesting to me to have it to, from to, the off yeah to have had that conflict because yeah. that was really cool when she was like he said to missy didn't he, he grabs around and he says um i know you can do it or something mm -hmm. and she's like i'm so confused and like you know and i loved all that so the conflict that she she was actually because we weren't sure if she was just pretending were we mm -hmm. but now we know that she actually genuinely was in you know confliction in her mind she really was trying actually to be good yeah. but she just can't quite do it <laughs> so i liked that and i just wish they'd played up more to that than yeah. than them just walking around cracking gags and dancing and flirting with each other it's, it just was much would have been much more interesting for me personally anyway no i read you i was hoping yeah. we'd have that stuff from the off rather than mm. all the flirty stuff and rubbish and yeah. then like the middle of the episode because it was a little it was a bit sad because at the end you can tell that she does have that change of heart and she is ready to go back and stand with the doctor. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately, you know, he never gets to see that because they end up supposedly, know. you know, that, killing each really other. That's really sad, isn't it? So that was cool, that little turn, that sort of inward turn on themselves because I'm trying to word this correctly in like the third person or whatever. But so Missy actually stabs herself, if you like. Yeah. You know, and he's having none of it you know he shoots a you know stabs oneself in the back so it's shoots. a bit symbolic really isn't it the whole thing's a bit you know symbolic but yeah it's sad because she was ready to you know shove the other one in the lift and let him bleed out <laughs> mm. and uh and then she was going to go back but then that didn't really make sense because if he had died he wouldn't have regenerated into her but, well, then, I, yeah. but then he did because the reason why he regenerated into her is because she killed him. 
unless there's a master in between, <laughs> oh, God. which is what people are suggesting, isn't it? Because they're saying, <laughs> he's like, why can't you remember turning, you know, into me, turning from me into you? I mean, and she's like, oh, I don't know. It's all a bit hazy. So she can't remember it. So there, you know, the moth again has left that gap. So they could be an in-between master. We don't know about. You never know. Possibly. Because I, yeah. I must admit, I would have put money on it. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't because they didn't do it. But when we see the lift going down with the master stabbed, I don't know about you, but I was really expecting just for a few seconds to see a bit of him regenerating. Yeah. Yep. Which actually would have been quite cool, actually, because hmm. now it kind of leaves it open. I mean, to, for all we know, the master goes down in that lift. He's in a blimmin' hospital, for goodness sake. He could quite probably quite easily, you know, heal himself from a stab wound. Mm -hmm. Although she says she's quite precise, doesn't she, thinking yeah, about it? Yeah. But I don't know. They could get round it a million ways. But I, for me, I was thinking, as soon as we saw him descending, I thought, any minute now they're going to do the John Sim Eccleston thing. <laughs> We're just going to see a hint just enough right, to let us right. know he's regenerating. But they didn't do it, did they? So maybe he doesn't regenerate. I don't know. It's very much left open. I mean... With Missy, we pretty much see a. She's I don't know. She's pretty much gone, isn't she? Because she doesn't start to regenerate. And she's on the floor for quite a while, laughing insanely, which I quite liked. But we don't see either of them start to regenerate, do we? No. So that suggests no. that that's the end of them. But I don't, don't think know. it is, though. I think it's purposely been left open-ended for them to. I honestly Person. don't think that with. I honestly don't think that they're dead and buried. Not at all. No, no, doubt it. I'd like like to see Missy come back. Actually, uh, not for, not yet, but she's somebody I'd like to see return. You know, perhaps in series twelve, for example. Do you know what I mean? She'd be a nice character to come back after a series or yeah. or something. I think would be quite quite cool. Maybe when Russell takes over as showrunner in twenty twenty four. Yeah, when he comes back and when he comes back, yeah, he'll bring her back maybe. Yeah, I'm not so keen to see Sim back though. As much as it was great to have him back for this, um, he didn't. I don't know. He didn't quite. He didn't quite get the stuff he deserved for such a big return, did he? I mean, Sim's master is very sadistic. He doesn't, for me, have the suaveness of the previous masters. I think I was really hoping that because he's always said that he didn't get to play the master he the way he wanted to. I was really hoping we'd get to see that master this time, and I, I still don't think we did. Um, mainly because he didn't really get much to do. But I still don't think we saw the potential of John Sims' master. We got glimmers of it. Yeah. But but I still don't sort of think we saw potential. He's he just, I don't know, he's just very sadistic, uh, John Sims. Yeah. John Sims' master. Light humour to him, is there? No, he's not. He's very, like you said, he's very sadistic and very, mm. yeah. Whereas Missy, you can tell that that was in there. That was part yeah. of her, but she was yeah, exactly. more sort of sinister with it because she's very smiley and laughy. Mm -hmm. You don't know if she's, you know, taking you for a fool and she's about to, you know, wipe you out completely or if she's genuinely. So she, she's a harder character to read. Whereas John Sims master, he was just evil all the time. Yeah. You know, whereas Missy was a bit more, and it was sad that she, she didn't get to go back and, and stand with the doctor, but that was a bit heartstringy, but it was. Cause I mean, yeah. although they didn't get much to do in this, one of the, best scenes for me in this episode was that scene between Capaldi, uh, well, the Doctor, Missy and the Master, where he's like, you know, what's the point of fighting? This is it. This is the end. Just for mm -hmm. once, just do the right thing. I mean, that speech he gives is absolutely on point. It's such a good moment in the mm -hmm. episode. And you can see Missy's sort of mulling it over and you almost think she's going to go. Yeah. And then John Sim basically just slams the door in, in the Doctor's face, mm -hmm. doesn't he? He's like, see this face? 
this is the face of someone who didn't listen to a word you said. And I was like, oh my God, that's so harsh. It is. Yeah. That's horrible. The man's just delivered the most heart-wrenching speech. And for Sims Master to be that cruel mm-hmm. and just walk off. So that's why it's really nice that you can see the conflict in Missy. Um, I love that scene. I thought it was amazing. I mm-hmm. thought Capaldi was amazing in that, delivering that speech. He, does, he is good at delivering a speech. He's <laughs> amazing, um, yeah. And I really thought, you know, when he grabs Missy's hand, we all said this. We all thought that Missy had given him the master's deterioration circuit. Oh, right, we yes. we yeah. all thought that, and that mm-hmm. wasn't the case because we were like, well, she's just given him that little thing there, hasn't she? So they're not going to leave. But that wasn't the, that wasn't to be, was it? Yeah. So nice to see that little classic mm. thing as well. Yeah, um, cool. Shame we didn't see the master's TARDIS though. I was yes. really hoping for that. In what? In which version? The pillar? The stone Anything. pillar? Anything? Maybe. Just, they mentioned it and they were saying, oh, it's downstairs. I thought, oh, please let us go down and see it. Please let us go down and see it. Yeah. But we didn't. I don't know. I think, um, I don't know. What would it be? What about the... Um, the I quite op- like the pillar. The pillar's pretty <laughs> sweet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah. that was the uh, the masters. They were... Yeah, I supposedly they're dead. They've killed Yeah, supposedly him, him herself, whatever. But I don't think so. No, doubt so. it. No. Let's talk about Nardole. Oh, yeah, let's. Let's do that. So, Nardole. I loved him in this. So did I, mate. I one did his, as well. One of his best episodes from the series, I would say. I've loved him all the way through. He's been I've, a big I've... surprise. But what about you? Yeah, massive surprise. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I'll totally put my hand up and say that, you know, um, when he was announced as a sort of semi-regular to the show, I was a bit like, really? Because um, I hated Husbands of River Song, I really don't like that episode. Um, no, he's been he's been a joy in this episode. He's he's been absolutely brilliant. He's brought some comedy. He's got his character has rounded off mm-hmm. quite nicely. Um, he got a good send off as well. I agree with you. I think it was quite nice. A very simple exit for him, but a very good one. I thought the fact that he gets to so because he sort of is. You know, it's what he's supposed to do, isn't it? It's look mm-hmm. after people. So he's just moved on from looking after the doctor to looking after this village. And he's got a bit of a love interest there. That was a nice scene <laughs> when he slowly moves his mug away and stuff. And I, I thought it was a lovely send off for Nardle, actually. Yeah. Simple, but good. And I thought he was good. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we did have a few reservations before the series kicked off when we were speaking yeah. in, in the in the our podcast shows leading up to the pilot. We we did mention a few times, you know, is is he going to be just this annoying comic relief that just does his typical Matt Lucas, you know, endless stream of little jokes and doesn't amount to anything and there's no substance there. And I thought, um, you know, I thought, is he just going to be like a glorified Disney character? You know, one of those little sidekick characters that you just have no significance. They're just there, you know, just being annoying. But I, I would say the complete opposite because, yes, he has had those episodes where he, he does you know, fire off those little jokes and stuff. However, there is a lot of substance to his character, especially his relationship with the Doctor and how his relationship develops with Bill as well because he really didn't like her to begin with. No, he's a bit... He has his nose put out of joint, doesn't he, he, when he first meets her, like, oh, who's mm, this? Yeah. Massively, yeah. And he's very occupied with, you know, Doctor, you can't go off travelling with the... With, with this new companion, you've got to stay here, guard the vault, this is ridiculous. Mm. But then towards the end, he sort of grows to love Bill and they have a good, you know, relationship together and, you know, they are quite, you know, the the, the old teams back to, you know, that scene in the Monks trilogy where 
Yeah. He's like, you know, the team's back together and stuff. You know, That's you, it. You do feel like there's a bond between them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. When he said goodbye to her at the end, he's like, Bill, and it's, it's lovely actually how they've built that relationship over series 10. Um, yeah. Like you said, the, the fact they're a bit sort of circling each other at the start and then by the end of it, there's a, there's a sort of mutual respect there between them, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I like you. I thought there, there was another little sort of um, uh, joke, wasn't there? So that the woman, the lady who's obviously the, the mum figure, if you like, yeah. of the house. She's having a cup of tea and Nardole's there and he's just not paying any attention to her really. He's just doing something, isn't he, on his laptop, I think. Mm. And um, he says, you know, I'm not human. And I think she says something like, I'll give anything a go. Oh yeah, I'll try anything once. I'll try anything once, something like that. Yeah. And I thought, oh, here we go again. That's one of my favourite <laughs> lines. I, I um, But she didn't complete it. So I always, I always love saying that. I especially if I've had a drink, I'll be like, oh, I'll try anything once, twice if I like it. <laughs> but she didn't say the second bit. <laughs> no, but I thought to myself, oh, this is, the moth's found a little bit of a, you know, he's found a bit of a, maybe just one ball's in the, in the jar in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Because he did, he did push the, but this is another reason why I said this right at the beginning. After the pilot, after we saw the much more improved conversations and dialogue between the characters i thought he's been talking to russell absolutely i'm sure you think him and russell have been going out and had a little curry together and chatted yep. through and, yep. yeah i'm absolutely convinced that him and russell have had a catch-up in between uh him writing series nine or the christmas special and, and this series i'm absolutely convinced of it because the dialogue has been much better than we've seen in previous even last series in series nine it was awful Oh, some of it was yeah. absolutely dreadful, but this has been much better, much better. And in, in this episode, we've had the little, you know, the kinky little jokes and stuff. And mm. that just screams Russell. So I, I'm convinced that he's had a good catch up with him and said, look, you know, it's no secret that I'm not the biggest, you know, the fans, you know, I'm not their biggest uh, and I'm not winning many favors at the minute. You know, I've seen the forums. I've seen Twitter. You know, I wonder. Yeah, because he used to be on Twitter, didn't he? he did, and then he yeah. come off because yeah. right, he got so much flack, unfortunately. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe he's just. I don't know. I think it's a combination of a lot of things, really. I think. I think maybe because it's the series that he had no intention of doing. Whether that's just made him sort of let loose a bit. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but and also maybe I don't think he's writing Sherlock anymore. So maybe he had a bit more time on his hands to. Yeah, true. You yeah. know, to get stuff right i don't know but uh i'm certainly glad that he got <laughs> got his arm twisted <laughs> back in the beep just when he was just when he was waltzing out of the bbc they're like oh Stephen, actually sorry chibbers can't start for another year so you you've, you've got a series 10 i bet he's like oh for god's sake because he, he didn't want to you know he wanted to go didn't he but i'm i'm glad i'm glad that he got forced into doing this yeah. or, or got talked into doing this series 10 because um if he'd have gone out on series nine uh he he has definitely redeemed himself a bit in my eyes quite a lot in fact in my yeah, eyes yeah. Uh, by no means perfect and he's got his moffatisms that have crept in uh <laughs> through this series and every other series that he's done but that's you know that's who the moffat is so you know, I suppose love it or hate it. You know, that's what he does. Um, yeah, and like you yeah. said, you can sometimes tell a Moffat script a mile off or a Moffat ep Moffat episode a mile off. But no, I'm glad he got. I'm glad he 
got to do this series, um, no matter what the circumstances, because he's definitely redeemed himself uh, quite yeah. a bit in my yeah. eyes. Yeah, you can imagine him strutting out of the BBC to the BGS, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then just the comedy Kane comes out of frame, hooks him around the neck. <laughs> he's back in they're like you can't go yet we got yeah. more to do Chibbers is out you're in for now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no he has redeemed himself in in a way oh well I, I mean Absolutely. I, this series yeah. even you know okay the Monks trilogy died off a bit but but um, yeah I found this series so much more watchable I never go back and watch series 9 me, me I can't either. remember no. I can't apart from obviously when we reviewed the episodes I never think to myself, oh, might stick on an episode from Series 9. I can't no. even think what episodes are in it. Me either, mate. No, I'll, I'll, uh, in all hit, honesty. I'm going to let you in a little secret. You don't own it? I don't even own Series 9. Oh, my goodness. On well, that D- says it all, really, doesn't it? I mean, that just says it all. I'm still waiting for it to go cheaper than what it is before I pick it up. Well, I, th- I think I only own it because I bought the um, Steelbook. Because oh, I love right. it, yeah. so I actually, yep. yeah, I actually only really bought it because I wanted the steelbook. Yeah. Um, but I've never bought like the standard version, and I no. probably, like you, probably wouldn't have done. Um, it is strange, actually. I can't even think what episodes are in series nine. Uh, whereas, like series eight, I can bang off a couple that I like. So I like Mummy and I like Flatline. Um, oh yeah. So that, so I can think of a couple from series eight. But oh, series nine, actually, it's, I do like the Zygon two-parter. So oh, yeah. I do yeah. I do like that one. That's good. Cool. Yeah. It's still twenty five quid for the Blu Ray on Amazon. Yeah. So I'm waiting for it to come down to like fifteen quid, something like that. Yeah. And then I'll pick Not it up. A chance. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, he has um yeah, he's he's not rocked a lot of people's worlds. But like, you know, I agree with you, he has stepped up and he has it does seem like a different moth this series. It does seem like he's had a you know, someone's given him a couple of proper slaps across the chops and said, look, you've got to snap out of this series. You know, we're drowning in bad yeah. reviews from series nine. You know, you've got, to, you've got to sort this. So it does look like he's, um, he sorted himself out, but Nardole's ending, just going back to Nardo, I think was a really nice little send off where these, he's really arguing with the doctor, isn't he? He's like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to stay here. You know, I should be the one to. That was a good scene. Yeah. yeah. And the doctor's like, nope, you know, you, I need you to stay here and look at it. So, and then he, that really nice, the last words that he says to the doctor is really nice where he almost just forgets all of his, um, sort of bullshiness and, you know, because he does have a certain amount of authority with the doctor throughout this series. Mm-hmm. He does put his foot down from time to time, but that really nice bit where he just sort of nods to him and says, you know, I can't remember, what does he say? Something like that would be your doctor or, you know, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember, but you know, it, yeah. He gives him a little nod, says that, and walks off and does exactly what he's told to do. He says so about naming a really rubbish town after him, <laughs> which right, is yeah. quite funny. Because, I mean, that's why I've loved, that is why I've loved uh, Matt Lucas in this series, is because of the relationship between him and the Doctor, mm-hmm. you know, Nardle and the Doctor. It's um, It does, I don't know if fans will know what I mean, uh, listeners will know what I mean, but it does remind me of the Doctor K9 sort of relationship it's, it's that sort of yeah, affectionate yeah. bickering mm-hmm. he's like oh Nardo, go and find something um helpful to do and all that sort of stuff. i don't know there's a slight yeah there's a slight classic feel to there their yeah. bickering but the, the fact that there's affection their relationship which i i think has really you know been uh, a nice touch to the series actually yeah i've yeah. loved this tardis team i've absolutely loved the three of them together it's been brilliant hasn't it really yeah, good yeah, and i know really good. and i know a lot of fans are not really into the 
the Davison era, but it reminds me of back when we had, you know, a, 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 a more fuller TARDIS team when Davison was knocking about. Mm. You know, it reminds me of those days where you have, you know, a, just another personality in there as well as like, you know, just traveling with one companion. You've got somebody else in there to throw some some either humor or whatever into the mix. So I really like it. It's been a really good threesome. Been a change, a good change up, hasn't it? Rather yeah. than just having the doctor with, yeah, with one person. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's been really good. And his, yeah, and his send off was good. It was, uh, and again, that's left it open for, um, you know, highly unlikely that he'll be back before any of, you know, the masters or anything, but he's not been killed. So. And he, again, a bit like Missy, he'd be a fun character to just bring back for a couple of episodes, you know, yeah. uh, now and again, you know, just go and visit him. What's Nardle up to? Who's yeah. he, you know, who's he defending this week? Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I read you. Just a couple of cool. episodes just to give us a little bit of what we missed, but not full on in your face. Like here's another regular companion. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, talking to defending, what did you think of the fact that it was very scaled down? Cause you know, if we looked at last week's trailer, it was explosions and action and it's all going on and we're going to tie up all these loose threads. And then we got a very different episode to what we might have been expecting. It was, again, very scaled down to the Doctor sort of um, looking out for one small village. Again, reminded me very much of Time of the Doctor. You know, Matt Smith's last one where he's uh, guarding. Oh, What's yeah. the word I'm looking for? Where he's, um, he's at the, protecting the, the one town of Christmas. small yeah. community so it reminded me a bit of that and i mm. have to say on a first watch i was a bit disappointed in that i was like oh that's a bit it seems a little bit small scaled for a final but sort of changed my mind a bit on the second watch because i i kind of liked it in a way because it, it, it didn't really need we'd got enough going on right didn't really need any more characters in it do you know what i mean and i like, like the fact we've got these hidden doorways you know, in the forest and stuff. So in a way, actually, I quite liked it, but it did, yeah, on a first watch, I did sort of think, well, retreading old ideas of, of a little the bit. time of the Doctor, yeah. Mm, yeah, because we did have that, almost the same theory, don't we, with the Cybermen and the Daleks and everyone else sort of waging war and he's there to, you know, yeah. he, he almost accepts his fate and he's ready to go and he's there till the last sort of thing. Yeah. It's a little bit similar, wasn't it, but... Well, I wrote in my notes, it's uh, this episode reminds me of a mashup of Death in Heaven and, and Time of the Doctor. So you've oh, got right. the Cybermen right. flying around and Missy, mm. and then you've got the Doctor guy in the village. So it did remind me a bit of a mashup of those two, really. But, yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about Capaldi. Oh, we should. Let's finish up with him, because like I said earlier, he was just off the charts on this one. He was just... Right from the beginning as well, right at the beginning. So when we saw him... Um, in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, and those conversations on the rooftops and when he gets blasted by the Cyberman and then those heart-wrenching conversations that he has with, um, that we mentioned earlier with Missy, mm. the master, and then sticking to his word, sticking around, you know, even though he knows the end is nigh, he's there to save as many people as he possibly can. And that awesome scene, the last 10 minutes of the episode, you know, all of those things were just, he was perfect. He was just absolutely bang on. Yeah. No, I thought he was amazing in this episode. Um, I, I mean, he gets to sort of let loose, doesn't he, with his Sonic at the end, blowing up all the Cybermen. And then when that Cyberman finally shoots him in the t- chest and sort of cuts him off in his prime, that was, uh, that was quite shocking, wasn't it? It's like, oh no, yeah. Yeah. you know, and I almost for a second thought we were going to see 
I thought, have they managed to sneak in the new Doctor? Are we actually going to see him regenerate? Because this <laughs> almost felt like a regeneration episode in the last 10 minutes, didn't it? Almost. It was yeah. really leading up to that. And I, for a second, I did wonder if, because I think um, we said last week, you know, that scene of him dropping to the floor and starting to regenerate at the start of um, World Enough and Time. Mm-hmm. That was filmed very recently. And I did wonder if they'd done the same with the new Doctor of, you know managing to slip a sneaky scene of him in at the end and uh because it, it definitely seems to be leading that way but thankfully we've got a whole another christmas episode of capaldi but yeah. it does make me think though mate do you think they're going to do the christmas episode are we going to get we're going to get the new doctor at the end of it or is capaldi going to regenerate halfway through are I they going to do like a because i'm thinking of the tenants first story where he's in bed for most of it but but it is his episode like mm-hmm. it's not an equiston uh, episode is it so i'm wondering what we're going to get at christmas is it going to be capaldi's swan song or is he going to just go at the start of it or is he going to go at the end of it or you know i don't know mm. where we're going with it i i think he's going to go at the end I think we're going to have a multi-doctor so. story. That's, I think they're yeah. going to make the most of Capaldi and this other person together. I think they're going to make the most of that. I and think he's, so. He's going to yeah. go at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued. I mean, I <laughs> don't want to wish my life away, but Christmas can't come soon enough because, oh, man. yeah. 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 But um, just going back to Capaldi before we move on to that, that last scene, um, he really was just absolutely on point. And he, he's, as I said earlier, he delivers a speech. Like I think no, no, I mean, Matt Smith was good at delivering a good speech, mm-hmm. but Capaldi's got that sort of gruff edge to him. And he, he really yeah. nails it home. Uh, and it was really emotional. Actually. I found the last sort of five, 10 minutes really emotional because he's, he's got that savageness, you know, like when he's fighting back the regeneration, he's like, no, I'm not going to go. And I can only imagine Capaldi's doctor doing that, you know, because he's got that slight, you know, toughness to his doctor. You know, he he can be quite dark at times. He can be quite savage, you know? Um, So to see him fighting back the regeneration like that totally suits his doctor. uh, I think, you know, I can, can see him doing that. Yeah. We, we had it a little bit with Tennant, true yeah we did only yeah, a little yeah. bit though so the bit after he saved wilf that's right and he absorbs all radiation he really loses it or, or just yeah. before that even because he kicks off he's like why me? you know he's like so much more to give yeah yeah, yeah. so he does sort of lose it and go nuts but he, he then he, he he turns very sad towards the end whereas capaldi you're right he's got this i don't know just this wisdom fire about his him and fire still and he's yeah he's not having it it's like what does he say he i'm not i'm not changing again or something it's as if he's like really tired of keep having to change he yeah. just wants to like you said he just wants to settle doesn't he he's like wherever i am this is it i'm just gonna stay here now you know um but yeah doesn't he say something like i'm fed up for changing or i don't want to change again or something it's yeah. as if he's just had enough yeah i think he's just wants to do more like each yeah. like each um uh incarnation of the doctor if you like they just want to do more they're not. They're never ready to go, are they? It's never, you know. Apart from apart from Tom Baker, I suppose, where it was kind of written that it was all planned. His his not death, but you know, the whole the moment has been, you know. Yeah, the sort of uh, what do you call it, premonition. Whatever. Yeah, you know, it's the end, but it's been prepared for. So that sort of insinuated that you know he knew that what was on the cards. 
Why was he? Yeah, because that is one thing. Um, perhaps I need to give the episode another watch. Actually, it's one thing I'm slightly confused about because he does seem to be in the middle of a re- regeneration uh, before he gets shot by the Cyberman. Because there's a bit yeah. where he's walking with Bill, and he starts and he grabs that tree branch, doesn't he? And he fights it back. Yeah, yeah. So I- that. So it wasn't. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused. He. he so was he in the middle? He's, he's been fighting it. So what actually caused it then? Because presumably the Cyberman shooting him is kind of been mm. the final blow yeah but yeah we got scenes of him before i am right aren't i yes I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah we got scenes of him re- starting to regenerate with bill before he got shot by the sideman so wh- what's caused this like where has that come from yeah i think it's yeah i think you're right i think it was when he got because he was quite weak and beaten up wasn't he at the start of the episode from yeah from the two martyrs they really beat up on him a little bit um mm. but i think yeah when he tries to escape but then he gets blasted by the cyberman I think that's like the last blow for him. That's, you know, that kicks off the regeneration then. Yeah. So it just makes me wonder what's what's caused him to start mm. regenerating before. Because we've we said um, all the way through the series, there's been hints about him, you know, something going on there. Like he sort of looked really sly when he mentioned regeneration to Bill right early on in the series. Mm-hmm. And then there was the fake regeneration in the pyramid episode or whatever it was, which makes me wonder if that, you know, was that, real was that him just letting out a blast but then fighting it back because he's got to do that you know so there's all these little bits that have been in there suggesting he's hmm. been fighting this all the way through series 10 um yeah. missy picked up on the fact that he was ill didn't she in the ice warrior episode she was like what's wrong with you you know like we said so she realized that he's not quite yeah. right and it just makes you think yeah so what's caused this regeneration because it then seems odd really that the cyberman blasts him at the end and that causes it but that's the only thing we can go on at the moment though because unless they unless we revisit it in the christmas special unless we have a bit of a flashback where possibly see something but yeah well that's definitely an unanswered thing i was hoping that we'd get an answer to that where especially the bit where he comes back in the tardis and missy immediately says to him you know what's wrong so she can tell that something's wrong with him something's not right but that's never answered that's never explored further so that's quite annoying but Mm. yeah it's just a bit with the tree branch and all that as well when he was chatting to bill and he started yeah he did actually start to regenerate didn't he and then he fights it back so he definitely mm. was yeah yeah definitely okay and then mm. those really powerful regenerations at the end where he slams his hands into the ground and he's adamant you know I'm oh not yeah changing. it's really powerful stuff yeah so let's talk about the final bit then the very final scene where he's on the snow the snowy planet mm. you know and he says you know i'm the doctor and then we hear the the words of no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. So David Bradley is back. As the first doctor. The first doctor. This is great. I mean, this is this is a huge moment because... This is a real mind yeah. leap, isn't it? Because <laughs> like, he's obviously played William Hartnell playing the first doctor, yeah. but now he's playing the first doctor. I don't... Yeah. It is, it's a huge moment because it's, it's either going to be just ridiculous and it's going to be this doesn't work because of an adventure in space and time yeah or it's going to be genius i'm hoping it's the latter because you can't get away from the fact can you that david bradley has played william hartnell yeah playing the first doctor you can't get away from that in the in the docudrama so that that's already i don't know it's not canon i know it's nothing to do with you know the the storyline or any the timeline of the show itself i know that but to have david bradley back playing the first doctor not playing William Hartnell was playing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, crazy. Does it break I, I, some kind of wall there? 
I think for some people it will. Um, for me, it doesn't. I mean, I just loved it when I because there's been all these rumors. We talked about all the leaked stuff earlier, and you know. Um, but as much as I, as much as I, knew, well, knew that he was coming back thanks to the leaks, I didn't expect him at the end of this episode for some reason. So I was a little bit like, <gasps> when I saw the scarf and the hat, I was like, oh my god, it's yeah. Bradley, he's back. You know, and I, yeah. and I think it's just the fact that they've got the look down to a T. I but, mean, he just absolutely bang on the but, first Doctor, and yeah, he did. Yeah, but then again, they, yeah, go on. But while I remember this. Then again, at the end of An Adventure in Space and Time, Matt Smith is there as the Doctor, not as Matt Smith playing, Yeah, true, if that yeah. makes sense. so Yeah, yeah, because he sees the future, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, so the Doctor is in there, but it isn't Matt Smith. It, it, he, he's in character Yeah, as the Doctor. So, yeah. that, so it is part of the show in a way, because it's not Matt Smith playing... The doc- does that make sense oh it's doing yeah it's a mind melt yeah so it's, it's david bradley playing william hartnell playing the doctor the first doctor but we have matt smith not as matt smith playing anybody but as just the doctor yeah you know so <laughs> I, I guess the door can swing the other way you know we can have the doctor played by david bradley in the show because we've already had that link almost yeah. with the 11th doctor in this i Oh, it, man. It, it, I was going to say it's 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 crazy. Um, and I love the fact that the you know the Moffat is is taking a he's he's taking that other um ball out of the fridge if you like. because <laughs> I think he I think he must have known that a lot of fans you know will find this odd or wouldn't like it or would like it or whatever. But uh, I think it's a bold move. It um, is, but isn't it? personally, yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose it depends how it pays off. You're quite right. But personally, I'm really looking forward to seeing bradley in in the christmas special i think it's a great move i mean we've had you know richard hundrell played the first doctor in the five doctors so we've had somebody else playing you know the first doctor i mean i'm not a fan you know i think part of me thinks you know william hartnell is the first doctor if um perhaps if we hadn't have had hundrell yeah i don't know why yeah. but that makes it easier for me because i think otherwise i think in my head i'll be thinking no 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 william hartnell's the first doctor you can't recast him mm-hmm. But because it's happened already, and it was part of my childhood, you know, when I watched the, when I watched the Five Doctors back in the day, whenever that went out, I didn't realise that wasn't William Hartnell because you know I hadn't seen him at that point. So I don't know. Somehow it makes it easier for me to accept somebody else playing the role. I don't right. think because, for example, if if you recast someone as Tom Baker, the Fourth Doctor, I just can't see that that just shouldn't happen that would be ridiculous wouldn't it i mean it just couldn't i couldn't accept it i don't think unless they were very very good yeah um but it would still be a bit wrong um so i can see people perhaps having those feelings towards david bradley as the first doctor but Mm. no personally i'm loving it i I just love him as the first doctor he's He's something about him isn't there he's got that sort of that tetchiness to him which i really like yeah yeah he does he does hartnell very well you can't there's no getting away from that he's very good Somebody did say, and I do slightly agree with this, somebody did say that he plays Hartnell better than he does the first Doctor. Maybe. I kind yep. of get that because, you know, in the scenes where he's recreating scenes from the first Doctor's era, like even the one day I should come back, he, he doesn't quite nail it in the way Hartnell does because no, he sort no. of has these pauses in between the way he says things which isn't Hartnell. So he is different to Hartnell in his performance. So that does slightly worry me, but 
but yeah, I'm not bothered. I just can't. I just can't wait to see. It's going to be awesome. Gonna get, I think. Yeah, we're going to get a three doctor story. I think we're going to get Capaldi and Bradley and um, whoever the new guy is. Whoever I reckon new person is. Yeah. yeah, but why are they on? Are we assuming they're on Monda on the tenth planet? The tenth planet. Um, I think so. I can. One can assume because. Um, so will we see yeah. the Mondasian Cybermen again? Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. That could be a follow-on. Yeah. I've could. just got to say as well, while I remember this, sorry, mate, I forgot when we were talking about Capaldi. Can I just say how great it was that every time the, the Doctor shot a Cyberman in before he got blasted, did you notice he was naming all the planets and stuff yeah. that he's like, Mondas, Telos, um, what's the other one? Voga. I'm sure he was like just naming them all. And the, moon. Yeah. Yeah, and the yeah. moon, yeah, and the moon, yeah. I thought that was a real great touch, yeah. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That was, and that really nice, um, nods as well to all the classic years because yeah. the moth is sort of known for not referencing much at all before his era. So to throw in all of these nice nods to everything, and then when you know, when he's going through the um, you know, all of the the, the companions saying Doctor in exactly the same way that the fourth Doctor went through in Logopolis. Yeah, All these lovely. really nice throwbacks and nods to everything. It's just great for the Moth to do that because he does sort of isolate his era almost sometimes. He does close it off to everything. That's right. So, um, yeah, great, great stuff. And, yeah, David Bradley is the first Doctor. It's going to be really interesting, that's for sure, to see where they're going to go with that. But a sad day at the same time because this is it. This is... You know, this isn't the end of the Moths era because we have still got the Christmas special. Mm. So, and Capaldi's era. So we have got that to come. I, I do feel like we're going to get a, a Capaldi send-off. I think he's going to be in it for the I majority so. of the episode. I'm sure, yeah. And the Christmas, this is it's written by the Moth as, again. The whole episode is written by the Moth and it's going to be directed by Rachel Tulele again. So I, I, it's not the end of an era just yet. Not but quite, not no. Not quite, but it does feel like a chapter's closed now. So, mm. you know, the regular run, the series has, has done. So, yeah, it's it's almost sad times, but it's almost not because you, we're really looking forward to the Christmas special and what they're going to mm. do with it. But, you know, it, it's difficult sometimes saying goodbye to Bill, goodbye to Nardo. And, you know, I'm just thankful for one thing in this series and that we yeah. haven't seen River Song. No, well, don't go. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> I know I've possibly jinxed everything there, but it has mm -hmm. been nice not to have her pop up. No, because we saw her yeah. diary and obviously she sent Nardal. So there was that worry, wasn't there, at one point that she was going to pop up in that, that episode. But thankfully not. Um, I just wanted to ask you, did did it surprise you seeing Bradley at the end? Or, or had it been ruined for you by, no, by spoilers? Were, I, you, were you sat there and like... <gasps> Like I was. Yeah, I hadn't seen any... I, oh, I, that's good. I'd stayed off of um, uh, Twitter because I had seen tweets saying stuff like, um, you know, I'm not happy that I've seen a, a photo from from um, the Doctor Falls and, I'm, you know, yeah. somebody said that. So I thought, right, there's obviously stuff knocking about, so I'm just going to be very light on Twitter and not live mm. on there. I don't anyway, but, you know, I'm not going to be on there a lot. So, yeah, I successfully managed to uh, weave through all of the spoilers and stuff. It was a great surprise. Really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, so yeah. What did you think to, before we get on to our scores then just series 10, just to close off as a whole, mm. you, you know, one of, I would say one of the moths best since series five for me. Yeah. I, I would absolutely agree with that. I was just, I was just going to say, thinking back across his, his time, 
Yeah, I'd absolutely agree because I like Series 5 um, and I think this went back to being back to basics a bit, which is exactly what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's it's a shame. Do you know if that Monk's trilogy had just had the payoff that it that it was building up to, Yeah, I think yeah. this series would have been maybe better than Series 5. It's just, it's just such a shame that that three-parter in the middle of the series just... just fizzled out because that that was building up to be something really amazing and it just Mm -hmm. didn't happen but no apart from that apart from that sort of blip in the middle it's been a great series yeah i've really enjoyed it yeah and i agree i think if it hadn't eaten up three episodes without much of a big payoff then you know it it would have been amazing but i think yeah it's it's sort of up there with series five i I love series five matt smith's first yeah i like series really good so he's kind of come back hasn't he on himself and given us a really good series, I think, overall. Yeah, um, no, I think the first half of it was really good. Yeah, yeah. A brilliant, yeah. So scores then for the Doctor, unless you want to mention anything else. Um, Murray, no, no, that's cool. Murray Gold, I thought he did. Um, I thought he's had an up and down series, really. There yeah. are some episodes where his music's been a bit generic and a bit sort of in the background, but there have been other episodes where he's done really great stuff and he sort of reworked some of the older themes and it's been really nice. And mm. I love Bill's theme and, you know, and, I like uh, Bill's theme and I love some of the music in the last two episodes, this kind of really action packed, really great sort of gets you pumped for the episode. And so a bit up and down for me, not as iconic as some of his other themes in the past series, but still pretty good. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. I think, yeah, I think that the nothing massively stood out to me in this particular episode because I think if anything, some of it is a little bit overbearing again. But but last episode we said about the creepiness and mm. it got almost like a sixties feel to the that vocal uh, track that he was playing in with the Cybermen. And so yeah, I, th- I think he's been pretty much on point. But uh, like you said, it must be difficult now. He's done you know ten series. It must be difficult to keep coming up with something new. But he's he's still managed to. Yeah, to do some good stuff, I think. Yeah, and in this yeah. in this series, we didn't have um, "I Am the Doctor" kick in every time something was about to go down, or they start running, which is nice. No, we did. <laughs> I, mean, I was worried about that because if in Smile they did it, and it was a little bit like almost as if someone had pressed play on the CD when it as soon as they started running down the stairs. Dun, 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 dun. But thankfully, apart from that, no, no. they cut back on that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's close off with scores. our scores. The Doctor, it's me to go first. Good, good. And um, I, like I said, I thought this was a good watch, a decent watch. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as watching through World Enough and Time. I was more pulled into that one mm. and more intrigued. But I thought it was a good watch. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, cool. Um, I'm just slightly higher. It's not, it's, it's not a nine for me and it's not an eight. So I'm going in the middle. It's an 8.5. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just, it's so nearly a nine, but not quite. So 8.5. Yeah, cool. Um, and I think that's not quite the highest we've given this one. So uh, the highest scores, yeah, we gave were last week. We gave, both of us gave that a nine. That's the thing. See, I didn't enjoy it as much as last week. It's just, so it's not quite as good, which is why I've gone 8.5. It's just not quite as good as last week for me. Yeah. Uh, our lowest score this series was The Lie of the Land. Oh, no, sorry, The Eaters of Light. Yeah. We gave that five. The Lie of the Land, we gave it six. But then the rest of the series, we've given eights and 7.5s. So yeah. respectable scores, I'd say. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. 
What did our lovely listeners think? Mm. Let's kick off with an audio review, shall we? This is Joe Sweeney. The Doctor Falls has been an incredible finale and it's and it was a perfect ending to us being a fantastic series and and also for Peter Capaldi's um, Final Four series. Um, it does have its weaknesses and flaws, but they were easily overlooked, and it certainly didn't stop me from enjoying watching the episode. Um, it was far more better than that awful hellbent. Um, Peter Capaldi was absolutely outstanding. It was his absolute best, and, it, and he was gripping. And, um, and Series 10, without a shower of doubt, it's his bestest series ever and, and and also and also it was a great send-off for him that he truly deserves um bill had a perfect ending to her character and it was a clever way for moffat to to write a off which has been um, which has been um, um brought back to the pilot and then also the doctor and bill had their perfect ending as much as they well deserved the two masters great um john sim and michelle gomez were great on screen together um the only issue i have with it is that um it's just a sex dialogue and the flirtations between them was just too cringy um but 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 with them killing each other was just a perfect ending for them and it certainly left the door open for chris Chippenall to come in and bring the master master back if he wishes to um the, the cyber the new version the modern versions of the cyberman weren't used as much but we got to see more of Mardassi and Cybermen, which kind of tops it up. And Nardo, Nardo was fairly good because he, uh, um, he had um, f- bits to do and, um, and it was quite sad to see him go also. And the ending led perfectly into the Christmas special. So overall, a brilliant finale and a great way to end on Peter Capaldi's Final Four series. So I'll give a score of a 10 out of 10 and series 10, 9 out of 10. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yes. Very cool. Uh, right, over on Twitter, Davros says, uh, <laughs> the ending was fantastic, 10 out of 10, but the resolution of the cyber story and Bill was weak moth as usual. Mm. Uh, the masters were underused, but the acting performances were exemplary. I gave it an 8, uh, but I'd hoped for a 10. Uh, the Bill story resolution was extremely similar to Clara last year. Need to re- re-watch it again. Uh, some plot points just evaporated. Such an easy... Uh, defeat of the Cybermen after all that build-up. But like I say, the end scene was worth it alone. Roll on Christmas Day. Yes, I agree, do agree with a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Loopy Lou just says, um, I need processing time. I'm all of a dither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Dalek Emperor says, it was the best finale slash episode the Moff has ever done. Uh, so many incredible bits in the story. The Masters beating up the Doctor at the start was very cruel. And you can really tell that uh, Michelle and John are having a lot of fun in every scene together. Uh, mm. but it seems very unlikely that this is the last time we'll see Missy. Loads of classic Who nods, um, like the master in the lift scene, is similar to the Doctor regenerating in the War Games. Oh, yeah. Uh, and seeing all the new Who companions was a lovely touch. Uh, the first Doctor returning will make a wonderful Christmas episode. Uh, a perfect end to Series 10. Um, so this is uh, the Primeval podcast now. A perfect end, end to Series 10. Everything was spot on uh, to the dialogue, to the story, and is up there with the Season 1 finale. Mm. Oh. Uh, looking forward to the Xmas special with the 1st and the 12th Doctor, and hopefully that episode will be as epic as this. Thank you very much. Um, Gina Fluffpowdy just says, so, 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 so good. <laughs> um, uh, Dark Beck says she wasn't... Um, uh, oh no, that was something else. Sorry, I'm just going back through my Twitter line now and just oh, reading right. off everything. Um, let's have a look. Uh, 
Uh, Loopy Lou again says very powerful stuff in there. Um, a rewatch is imminent now that I've dried my tears. Oh, Lou. Oh. Um, uh, let's have a look. And the last ones on here would be um, Daniel Fox says, not Capaldi's strongest finale, uh, but still a good watch. Missy and the Master, good. Cybermen a bit underused. Nardo, great. What an ending! Exclamation mark. Mm, it was a great ending. Sarah Louise Baggett says, outstanding. I think Capaldi just became my favourite Doctor. Um, Gomez and Sim played their parts perfectly and so many classic references. It was brilliant. Uh, Pika Plays HD says, the Moff did it. He actually did a good finale <laughs> for the first time in a long time. It was very emotional. What an episode. Uh, the Theta Sigma podcast says, what great close to the series. Let down only by the Moff's usual foul up of letting the companion live. Just let her die, for goodness sake. <laughs> um, and uh, lastly, Lisa, uh, sorry, Linda Sanford says, if Heather had the ability to rescue Bill through her tears, are we to believe she did not shed a tear for the 10 years she was trapped? Mm. Linda. Linda, you just ruined the whole episode for me. There we go. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, that was it on Twitter. Thank you very much. Let's do another audio clip. This is Sammy Satine. G'day, Gary and Adam, Sammy Satine here. So, the Doctor Falls. Congratulations, Stephen Moffat, on writing the best finale since the end of time. And a miss, Bill, Nuddle and Missy. Love seeing the first Doctor at the end. So, 12 out of 12 for both, which means 24 out of 24. I'm going to be a mess at Christmas. Goodbye, Missy. Goodbye. Oh man. Oh, Sammy's a it wreck. It was, it was, it was sad. Mm. It was sad. Right over to Facebook. I'm going to rattle through some of these. Jeff Waddle says, "Better than what I feared. Not as good as I had hoped for." Mm. Uh, seen it all before. Excellent character pieces and not much <laughs> plot. Would rather had another hour in the creepy hospital. Didn't like the bill resolution, same as Clara. Didn't like the standoff in Little House in the Prairie Land, same mm -hmm. as the Matt Smith awful finale. Find it hard to believe the Doctor survived a nuclear explosion. He was. I did think that. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I thought that. But wasn't it? Um, weren't the the explosions weren't real? It was done to. Didn't Nardle tap into the Cybermen's head? I don't know. I I, I managed to find a way around that because I thought that as well. I was like, well, surely the Doctor would have been blown to bits, but I yeah. think there is something in the story that explains it. I might be wrong. I thought they were real. I, I don't. I can't oh, remember okay. now what the thing was. Yeah, anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, he was willing to throw his lives away easily in that awful Scottish episode. Now he doesn't want to go. <laughs> That's true. Where have we seen that before? The Master may as well not have been brought back. Nicely underplayed, but almost irrelevant. And uh, too many questions left unanswered. And don't start me on the flying Mondasian Cybermen. He gave it a oh, 6 no. out of 10. Yeah, fair he's enough, a, Jeff. Yeah, he says a disappointing end to an on-the-whole great season. Hmm. Kevin Mullen says an incredible end to a wonderful series. Exciting, funny, clever and utterly heartbreaking. Peter, as always, was fantastic, as was Michelle Gomez, Matt Lucas and Johnson. But for me, Pearl Mackey was simply sublime, giving yeah. us a performance and a companion that was a pure joy to watch. Uh, he gave it a well-deserved... Uh, 16 billion 980 million 567,221 out of 10. Fair enough. <laughs> Maria Calaticho says the direction was great, and the moth for me got his episode about 85% right. It's the best finale since the Pandorica opens, which is a long time ago. 
She says, I love Sim, Gomez, Capaldi together. Um, classic. Uh, Capaldi's doctor, wow, wow. He gave everything amazing stuff from Peter. Uh, lovely moments, the doctor's kindness with Bill, realising she is a Cyberman. His instructions to Nardole to go with the children. Love that little to and fro between uh, Matt and Peter. Uh, love Nardole stepping up uh, uh, as a fighter, but I felt a bit sorry for his fate. Um, there were things I didn't like. Bill getting converted to super engine oil when she should have died side by side <laughs> with the Doctor. It would have been would have given her continued resistance to the conversion purpose, and her character would have been heroic. And she finishes with welcome, David Bradley. Yes. Uh, Simon Ascuri says, so chuffed the moth had the guts to sort of kill Bill and not just hit reset. I'm choosing to ignore the fact it's like Clara's ending. Uh, Capaldi and Moffat have left their legacies shining brightly thanks to Series 10. 12 out of 12. <laughs> 12 out of 12. <laughs> Joseph Howarth, all I've got to say is, God damn. Was this awesome or what? The first part Ooh. of the finale was built up nicely with the atmosphere being really creepy and the Cybermen were more of a threat. This time round, it was great to see John Sim again, the master throughout the entire finale, and I thought he worked really well with Bill and he was and when he was Razor and Missy when they were together in the same scene. It got pretty emotional in the second part. He's been so brilliant as the Doctor. I'll be really gutted when the X-Men special comes in December. I don't want him to go. Otherwise, a great finale, 9 out of 10. Yeah, cool. Uh, George Coppen, question. How do you end a series in style? Answer, The Doctor Falls. Oh. The greatest episode in a long time. Loved everything from the Cybermen to the Master Missy. The only thing I'd probably find disappointing is how Nardo left. But apart from that, it was brilliant. 10 out of 10. Oh, really? Okay. Lewis Palmer. Incredible. The direction and cinematography was top notch. And uh, so many shots I want to frame and hang on my wall. Mm -hmm. Capaldi was sublime. His speech in front of the Masters was my favorite scene. Utterly astounding brilliant dialogue and when he was fighting a losing battle at the end against an army of Cybermen whilst getting shot multiple times and proudly proclaimed I am the Doctor I teared up yeah yes, he, gave it a, he gives it a 9 out of 10 absolutely blooming brilliant it was good direction was good as well yeah I agree yeah. with that Miles McKenzie this episode is so big I have no idea where to start uh, it left my emotions tangled up. This is seriously Capaldi's best episode. Sim and Gomez were great together, apart from the disgusting reference, and I will miss Gomez. <laughs> Bill and Nardo were at their best, and uh, the way Bill was used was fantastic. The ending made me jump from my seat and scream, can't wait for Christmas, even mm. if it is going to be a sad one. Overall, The Doctor Falls is the series finale we've been needing since series four. Ten out of ten. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, let's do another audio clip. The last one, this is Owen Daly. Hello, Gary and Adam. Hope you're both well and enjoying the show this week. So this is the biggie, the season finale, and I've got quite a lot to say about this. So I'm going to start off with the positives first. David Bradley at the end. Wow, I just wish it wasn't spoiled by those filming pictures, but still, I got chills down my spine when I saw that. Next of all, I love Nardole's exit. It suited the character and was really sad, and hopefully that isn't it for him, but if it is it for Nardole, I'm happy. Good old Nardy. He was a great addition to the series. Uh, the Masters killing each other. At first, I was like, ah, come on now, but now looking at it, I'm going, that's actually such a Master thing to do, and I really, really like it. It's the same character killing themselves twice. Uh, I thought Capaldi definitely saved this episode, especially with that performance. He was just—he was on top form in the story. But now I have the negatives. Okay, 
the Cybus Cybermen, I, do, I think they were just a bit of fan service. The Mondas Cybermen, why were they flying? I, I know it's just a small upgrade and it's not a major thing in the episode, but the thing that makes them scary is how simple they are. And Moffat didn't utilise that enough. And also, suddenly their headlights were di- big death rays. Surely that's what the chest unit was for. Uh, Bill, could Moffat not keep her a Cyberman? It was, it was amazing her being turned into a Cyberman. And all of a sudden, Puddle Girl from the first episode came out of nowhere. It just didn't suit the tone of the episode. And that was a real downfall for Bill's character. And then... The Doctor and Bill. How come when the Doctor blew up the spaceship, he wasn't completely dismembered? And how come Bill was the only Cyberman to survive that big explosion? Um, And the Doctor holding back regeneration. It worked throughout the episode. But surely at this point, after being blown up, uh, attacked by Cybermen, attacked by Cybermen again, shot down by another Cyberman, he should be bursting with regenerative energy. He should be gone. But yeah, I don't know know if I like the story really. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Wow. Owen does raise some very good points there, actually, when you think about it. It's he like does. a lot of Moffat yeah. scripts, isn't it? If you start digging in too deep, they do start to fall apart. But anyway, yeah. Cheers, Owen. Uh, Sir Jake of the Burt Whistle says, wow, <laughs> Stella finale. Absolutely love this episode. Mm. Uh, Peter was stunning in it. Sim wasn't in it as much as I would have liked, but I still loved him. Uh, there were bad points in this episode, like the flirtatious dialogue. And yeah. the Flying Mondasian. But I think Series 10 is Capaldi's best series. And it just goes to show how much one hour makes a difference to 45 minutes. Um, it's a shame that the hashtag DWSR spoiled most of it. But I'm going to give the Doctor Falls a 9.9 out of 10. Oh, thank you, Sir Jake. Leslie Shergold. So three days on and I'm still annoyed by the Doctor Falls. Oh. Uh, the creeping menace of world enough and time. And indeed, much of its story is abandoned and the Cybermen are turned into apple-fearing cannon fodder, but are Mm. still presumably in the lower levels evolving anyway. Indeed, the spaceship is still there trying to outrun a black hole. Missy and the Master run off to their own TARDIS because they had nothing else to do, (laughs) but never get there. Cyberbill keeps going on about how she waited for the Doctor, but then buggers off with an alien pilot puddle 30 seconds before he wakes up. Clara shows up in his regeneration vision, but he was supposed to have forgotten her, wasn't wasn't he? The first Doctor shows up at the end. Yeah. A move of such spectacular cheapness by Flabber was extremely ghasted. Oh. It was cheap to use Richard Hartnell back in 1983, so it's, sorry, Richard Herndl back in 83, so it's cheap now. Oh dear. Oh Leslie. dear, so, well, dear. Um, Leslie, not impressed. Yeah, uh, it left him with a sour score to finish off. Um, <laughs> sorry a sour score yeah Buscar Powdy is just uh, great again and the next Doctor whoever they may be is going to be exceptional to top him uh, all the best going Adam I look forward to joining in with classic uh, DVD next week cheers be, Leslie in a few weeks Leslie but thank you very much uh, Darren Dark says defied my expectations totally but in a good way focusing on emotion and characters rather than having a convoluted plot my gripes are unbelievably minor such as the Master's small role and Bill's magical resurrection. Cybernized Bill was treated beautifully when we got the master. It was delightfully evil, what over the top, and the interplay with Missy was divine to behold. Uh, it gives it a 9 out of 10. 9. And the last few, Finn Morris Young, after seeing the end of the episode, I could not speak for ages, truly inspiring. Jason Thayer, I loved it. Yes, even the Ashilda cameo. What? Not. What Ashilda cameo? I didn't see that. Is he is he meaning because of the reference? You know, like the similarity with me. Oh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe mm. uh, he gave it a nine out of ten. Uh, Martin Arnold, uh, twelve plus one equals awesome. 
<laughs> I like that. And lastly, Adam Time Lord Fishwick says, at first I gave it a 6.5, but after watching it again, it's now 9.5. Ooh. Holy cow. Good Lord. So that was everything on the official page. Did you put anything out on Geeks? Did you do your... Well, we did, I did. I mean, I, I got loads and we've already had a lot of comments. So I'll just say that the reaction to it was pretty positive, um, mostly. There was a few there, a bit like Leslie, that just felt that under um, scrutiny the episode fell apart a little bit but it was mostly positive um so i'll just go straight to the twitter poll uh final one for series 10 um people uh, we had five percent said it was very poor nine percent said it was pretty average uh, 36% said it was very good and a whopping 50% said it was perfection wow perfection so it was a bit mixed this one um but overall i would say most people enjoyed it didn't they uh, it's got it's got a lot of high scores um, on the Facebook pages, so yeah, pretty pretty much a thumbs up, I think. Yeah, I'd say so. From most, yeah, yes. So that has been series ten, and the yes. Doctor falls. Um, Believe it. Seems very weird because uh, normally we'd say like next week it's going to be episode whatever, but uh, yeah. So if you didn't listen, or if you didn't listen, it sounds very derogatory. If you weren't paying attention, no, that's not any better. Uh, if you weren't with us at the beginning of the episode. I uh, just want to recap that we are not here for the next couple of weeks. We're taking two weeks off. On to, holiday. On holiday to go and do stuff that's not <laughs> Who-related. It probably will be Who-related, but that's here nor there. So we will be back on Friday, the 28th of July. That's when the next show will be. And it won't be a typical news merch review. We're going to do a big Q&A, so we'll put some stuff out on social stuff so you can get your questions fired over. And uh, we'll do some recommendations as well. And then um, Friday, the 4th of August, that'll be when we kick back in with our regular show and we'll be reviewing a classic episode, which we're not going to tell you what it is yet. No, we're not. So you have to wait and see. But uh, that's it. And I think we're going to do there for 149. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Another slightly long show, this one, but hey. It's the final. It's the final. It needs to be discussed and reviewed properly. This is not some cowboy outfit. (laughs) This is serious stuff. (laughs) So, yes, thank you very much for sticking with us. It's been a slightly long show, but uh, lots of good stuff to talk through. Um. Yeah, if you end up, or like we do every week with all the merch that our tin friend brings in, uh, if you end up ordering stuff and you've got it in your hands and you like it, whatever, remember to take a photo and uh, send it in to us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever social platform you prefer. Because we do that. We take a lot of selfies and with stuff that we've got. Oh, I love, I love, yeah, I was going to say, every time I get a new bit of merch for the door, I'm like, right, get a picture of that. Yeah, straight get up. Get it on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be nice for you guys to, uh, especially stuff that we re- that we tell you about, like upcoming merch and stuff. So uh, get your yeah. camera out, get your phone out and uh, stick it on, on, the, on the interwebs. Mm. It's all good. Head over to the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. <laughs> you can listen to all the previous episodes on there. And you can link off to all the social stuff. 
So head over and give us a follow and a like, whatever the, uh, the purpose is on there. And you can also link to iTunes. Uh, so you can give us a subscribe on there so that you never miss a show. And nice. if you are an iTunes listener, if you could spare a minute to give us a review and a rating, that would be amazing because it really helps us a lot. Awesome source. Yes, awesome source. Uh, check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. Oh, do. Please do. <laughs> Please. <laughs> do a search on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter for The Geek's Handbag. Loads and loads of good stuff on there. It's all on there. Lots of good stuff on there. Everything you could imagine and more. And more. <laughs> <laughs> So look out uh, on Twitter and Facebook because we'll be asking you for your questions to fire yeah. at us for the Q&A and we'll look forward to going through that on the next episode. I do. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. So have a fa- fabulous time and make sure you still keep up doing Doctor Who stuff. Until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... And... Lonsie!